You're listening to Fan Holes, a podcast for fans by the fans. Secret Brothers. I have clinical. You guys are like wasting my time right now. Hey, baby. What's <laughs> going on? This is my microphone voice. <laughs> Where do you buy those that? I need one. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck is going on. I didn't invent honorable mentions, mister. <laughs> I have a headset. It looks way cool. You should all be jealous. I, uh, we are. I'm with Mike on that one. I'm a woman! <laughs> it is our show. It's called Fan Holes, not, you know, what you guys want. <laughs> <laughs> We do a podcast? What the fuck? Dudes, it's totally time to listen to fan holes. What's that, Mikey? Like only the most tubular, righteous, gnarly podcast ever. Um, I don't know, Mikey. I've got some science projects to work on. Yeah, Mikey, and you know, some of the things those fan holes say, you know, really ticks me off. Well, why don't we see what Master Splinter has to say about listening to fan holes? Yeah, sure, okay, Leo. But what do you think, Master Splinter? Should we listen to Fan Holes, the pop culture podcast made for fans by the fans, or not? I say... Go, fan holes, go, fan holes, go! <laughs> I made another funny! <laughs> Hey guys, welcome back tonight to Fanholes Podcast. As you can tell by the intro, we're going to be discussing something that is near and dear to all of our hearts. We're going to be talking about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles tonight. I know a lot of the guys have been jonesing to talk about the new cartoon series from Nickelodeon, but we kind of decided to make this uh, all-encompassing type topic, so anything goes tonight. We're going to be talking about, you know, who is our favorite Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. We're going to be talking about the cartoons, the comics, uh, the video games, toy lines, anything that we can sort of come up with and everything, films, stuff like that. And, of course, we'll uh, end off with our awesome thing of the week. But uh, just to get started and get into this right away, because I figured this is going to be a long one because it's Turtles. Um, I'm Derek, Derek WC. I'm your host for tonight. Cowabunga! And uh, joining me tonight are my fellow fan holes, so why don't you give a shout-out to all the listeners, guys. Hey, this is Brian Breakdown. Cowabunga! It's Mike Thunderwing. Cowabunga! Justin Grimlock. Cowabunga! So here we are. We're talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And Chainclaw is the party dude. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess I guess we're going to start it off. I guess this is the... Uh, age-old question, which if you had access to our Skype screens, you may you may actually see the way the way the tides are turning. But we're gonna we're gonna discuss who our favorite teenage mutant ninja turtle is. We shouldn't compare ourselves. It's like apples and oranges. Yeah, if apples were way better, which they are. So the truth comes out. You guys think of us as some kind of B team. Good one, Doctor Namenstein. We'll call you the B team. Thanks. I mean, hey. 
So uh, I guess uh, going by my Skype screen, I'm going to go from uh, right to left this time, and I'm going to start off with Brian. So, uh, Brian, why don't you regale us? Tell us who your favorite Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle is and why. Sure. Um, this is actually something that, for me, has always kind of been in flux. Um, almost from, like, you know, every different iteration of the Turtles, it seems to change a little bit. Um, so, when I was a kid, like, first introduced to the show, uh, I think, like a lot of kids, probably my favorite was Michelangelo, because at the time I thought he was funny. But the, the more I watched the show, the more I realized that Michelangelo was just kind of stupid. And, like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, Raphael was, like, sarcastic and funny. So, like, as I, I guess, you know, matured a little bit as a kid and watched the show more, I kind of grew to like Raphael more. But then, um, like, I don't know, with the, the recent show, I've been watching with my daughter quite a bit. And, like, Michelangelo is back to being, like, funny, funny again. And I, I have, my daughter's like four years old, and she was the one that she latched onto as well. So, um, as far as the current cartoon, I, I think I'm back to loving Michelangelo. Yeah, he's he's pretty. I mean, I, I don't want to make him sound, uh, you know, too lame or anything, but he's pretty adorable on that new show. I mean, yeah. And he gets a lot of like screen time too. Like I don't know, there's just a lot of episodes that are very like Mike centric, and I don't know, he just seems like the nicest, the funniest, and the goofiest. Yeah, he's still he's still a goofball and kind of stupid, but but mm-hmm. I mean he's he's lovable stupid. You know, not uh, not hey you're so dumb get the hell out of my way. You know, it's more like hey you kind of kind of feel your kinship to the guy. This is the best day. Of my life. But uh, I guess I guess we'll go on to uh, Hey Justin and ask him. Uh, well, maybe we already know uh, who is his favorite turtle is. I'm the reverse of Brian. I when I was a kid, like Raphael was my favorite. Like I can remember being in kindergarten and like getting to go outside and play, and like I would always try to be the first to like you know we'd have to each call out who we wanted to be. So like you know, woe to whoever was left last and got Donatello. I would usually try and call it Raphael. <laughs> I remember, I remember one time, like when I was, I was probably older, like in high school or whatever, and uh, and I was coming home from, uh, uh, you know, school or whatever. But I noticed this kid because I I lived pretty close to an elementary uh, school where they, you know, they have playgrounds and everything. And my my favorite was uh, seeing all these kids, and you could tell they were playing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because they were all like. Give me three, and they like put three fingers up in the air, and they were like <laughs> high fives, but with like three fingers and stuff. So I always thought that was kind of funny. I was like, yeah, I know I what know. they're playing, you know. But, uh, <laughs> but, so Justin, with your role play, you chose Raphael, even though you basically had gardening tools rather than like a giant stick. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Nice. Uh, but uh, like when I get older, I was, like I said, I'm the opposite of Brian. Like like I got older, and I like Michelangelo. A lot, like when when the 2003 series came out, like I kind of, for some reason, I I mean I still like Raphael, but I latched onto Michelangelo, and especially in this new cartoon, like Brian said, like he's really great. So Mike is my favorite now. How can you not love these guys? Yeah, I have yeah, a question I, I, for you. As a as a Raph lover, like, what do you think of him in like the first Ninja Turtles movie? I. Like, he was probably my favorite character in that movie. Like, even when I was a kid, and to this day, like, I haven't seen the movie in a few years, but, like, I watched it a while back, and, like, he's he's still my favorite character. I mean, I like 
even though I kind of ragged on Donatello there a little bit. Like, I like all the turtles, but, like, mm-hmm. Michelangelo and Raphael are my two top favorites. That's they're, cool. They're the top-tier turtles. Yeah. I gotta say, as much as I grew to like uh, Raphael in the original cartoon, like, I absolutely hated him in the movie, because he had just such a pissy attitude. And, like, I thought of all the turtles, too. Like, I always thought his, like, head looked really messed up. Like, his weird shaped, and, like, the eyes were too close together compared to all the other turtles. So, like, every time I see him, I'm like, you're just, like, a freak. <laughs> you're just, like, a torqued-off freak. Freak! Freak! I think the way the original cartoon, like, uh, to me, the way I've always heard it described is, like, Raphael in the original cartoon is more kind of witty, like Spider-Man witty, and that's why some people kind of endear themselves to that version of Raphael. You know, he's kind of sardonic. He's kind of he, he makes a lot of quips and everything, and that kind of that whole outlook on life. And then the the Raphael, you know, I'd say from the comics that translated into the movies, to me is pretty much like identical to. Wolverine's character type arc, you know, it's like he started out as kind of like, you know, the, the guy who wanted to start shit and everything, and then right when the movie came out, and and especially in the comics after that point on, then it was like full blown fan aura, like overdrive Wolverine type stuff, where it's like all of a sudden, you know, Raphael's the man, you know, so like all the the rap singers are, are calling him the leader in the you know, turtle power song and things like that. So you're kind of like, oh, hey, wait, that's wrong. That's not the, I, oh. I, I can remember being a kid and arguing, like, who was the leader of the turtles. Like, that was, like, the source of huge, like, fights and arguments in preschool, or primary school. <laughs> so I, I guess I, I kind of secret brothers with, with both fan holes tonight. I do feel like my favorite turtle has gone, you know, to in certain, like, wanes and ebbs and, you know, fluxes and everything. But I have to say, like, the first action figure I ever bought was of Michelangelo. And for some reason, as a, you know, as a kid, you know, in the 80s or whatever, I always thought nunchucks were super cool. And so I think that was part of it, like, outside of, you know, his personality and everything. But, you know, on the cartoon, he was the one who's like, dude, you know, and everything. So it's like, you, I don't know, it was one of those things where it was really easy to like that character, especially as, as a kid and everything. So I would say, you know, especially in the cartoon series from, uh, you know, the eighties that went all the way through to the, you know, late nineties or whatever. Like I, I did really love Michelangelo. Um, as far as like, you know, ebbs and flows and whatever, I'm, I might say today, like, I, you know, I, I like the leader man type guys and, um, and especially in the comics and everything, I've always kind of been partial to, uh, Leonardo. It's like, you know, Cyclops or any of those character types. Like, I always like those guys. Um, so I'd say, like, in terms of, you know, maybe today, I'd probably lean a little bit more towards uh, Leonardo. If you are to fight more effectively as a unit, you are going to need a leader. This is a difficult decision. I will meditate on it. It's Leonardo. But uh, wh- what about you, Mike? Like, I'm, I'm thinking your avatar gives it away but but let us know what your favorite ninja turtle is yeah it's it's always been leonardo like from the very beginning i think i think leo's the guy who like made me realize that like i like that kind of character pretty much like like you said like i'm always drawn to like the cyclops or like the prowl or whatever like the leader type dude 
And uh, yeah, Leo was that from the beginning. And I guess I don't know. Like I like I thought nunchucks were cool and all, but I I was always like, man, Leo's got the best weapons too. Like he's got two swords, you know. And yeah, like Raph's got gardening tools, and Donatello's got a stick. So it's like you know, I was like, man, Leo's got like got the best deal out of all of them. So, so for, as a kid, just I, just just for all zero of our female listeners. Electra, get out in that garden and hoe them weeds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that that was always like my reasoning, and like I, blue is my favorite color too, so that probably helped. And uh, yeah, just and like uh, I was like exposed to the cartoons and the the movies first, so like I still liked Leo. But then when I like went and read the comics, I was like, oh yeah, like Leo gets to do all the bad stuff, like. The, the badass stuff, I should say. Uh, uh, like, Leo gets to fight, like, the army of foot soldiers by himself, and, like, Leo gets to, like, kill the Shredder and stuff, and I'm like, yeah, Leo's, like, the man, you know? So that, Yeah, I think, the, I think like, it's I, interesting, because, like, to me, like, like my favorite is, like, one of those, the Leonardo special, you know, where he does fight, like, all the foot and everything, but he, I know Brian was asking about the film and everything, and to me, I'm like, oh, well, Raphael kind of, supplanted his yeah. role of doing all that badass <laughs> shit. And you're I, like, I was going to mention, yeah, I was like, later on in life, after I'd read the comics and I'd watched that movie, I'd be like, what? Leo's yeah, the one who's yeah. supposed to get the shit beat out of him, like, and thrown through the window and stuff, yeah, you know? he does all the badass shit, but then Raph gets to take all the uh, movie fan or, uh, you know, badassery credit or whatever. You're impatient and hot-tempered, and more importantly, I'm better than you. Oh, you know something, big brother. I'd have to disagree with you on that one. So I guess during the CGI film when Leo and Raph had that big showdown, you were wanting Leo to kick his butt? I, I can I can say I'm totally happy with that fight because I think they pointed out in, like, uh, they've pointed out several times, like, in, in the, especially in, like, that death battle, like, thing where they had the Ninja Turtles all fight each other, that Leo won that fight. He could have, like, if he wanted to kill Raph, he could have done it when he uh, stabbed his, like, sword, like, right next to Raph's head, but he didn't. And, you know, Raph went into berserker rage and, like, beat him down and whatever. But, you know, I was, I was, I was like, I was okay with that. Yeah, I, I think that's a great awesome fucking fight i mean yeah. the, the the other thing too is if you read like the the return to new york comics it's like that that the fight in there in the the tmnt like the 2007 movie is similar to the one they have in there and kind of like what mike's saying you know it's like there's plenty of points where he's like oh you shouldn't have used a wooden sword leo you know or whatever so the whole point is if he had a real fucking sword and he wanted to lop his own brother's head off he would have done it like you know 20 minutes into the fight. But the problem is he didn't have a wooden sword. He doesn't want to lop his brother's head off. So then, you know, Raph like throws him through a fucking, uh, you know, farmhouse or something. I forget how it goes exactly. But, you know, after that, it's kind of like, it's like, I'm leaving, you know, you can't stop me, you know, and then they go to do other badass things in the story arc. But, you know, it's like one of those things where you're like, eh, you know, shit happens. And well, like also, like I was like, like in the 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 final confrontation with the Shredder in the comics, or well, the second one, you know, it's like Raph's like, I'm gonna go kill the Shredder, and Leo's waiting, wait, you idiot, and like Raph runs off and gets his ass kicked, and then he's like, okay, Leo, you go kill the Shredder, I'll go help Donnie and Mikey. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, that's the way it is, you know. <laughs> but yeah, 
It's it's and I I think I've told you guys this story before, but when I was very little, they had like uh, I went to like a, a like sort of little convention thing where they had like actors like dressed up as the Ninja Turtles and stuff. So I was like all happy and whatnot, and like you know my dad was like like they gave us like all these nice like prints to get signed, and my like uh, Leo was like posing for pictures with kids, and my dad was like go get Leo's autograph, and I was like okay dad, and I got too close to him and he elbowed me in the back of the head right and like i wasn't even hurt i was just kind of like wow i got hit by leonardo <laughs> he sensed but, your uh your ninja aura and exactly, took you down yeah. before you became too much of a threat so. it, it was pretty funny because i think the guy in the costume like he probably couldn't feel anything through it yeah, so i don't think yeah. he noticed he hit me but i was just kind of like wow awesome they, <laughs> were, they, were they dressed up kind of like those those uh, coming out of their shell costumes, or like, I think so. They, yeah, they they weren't as good as like the movie. Turtles. Right, right. But they were they were kind of similar looking, where they had all those like brown freckles and things like that. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. I don't. I, I can't remember it that well. I think I was like six or seven. Yeah, it's weird. I think. Dazzled? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I think I think my uh, fandom or my my passion for the Ninja Turtles kind of ran from. Probably, I'd say, like, what, 88, 89, 90, and then probably once Vanilla Ice came out, then I it, it started to <laughs> wane. And, and I, I can see, like, when, when I was doing all this kind of uh, prep time review work for this podcast, I was kind of like, oh, this is kind of, you know, I kind of stopped watching the cartoon around season four. You know, I, I, I kind of wasn't reading the, the comics after, you know, 91. You know, like, I was like, oh, okay, I, like, on a regular basis. You know, I was like, oh, okay. You know, or, or even looking at the action figures and stuff. I'm like, oh, you know, I, I stopped buying it, you know, Wave, you know, whatever it was that was in, you know, 1990 or something, you know, so. One of us is safe as long as Hamato Yoshi and his turtles roam the sewers. Speaking of that, I guess, I guess I know a lot of you guys have been watching all the cartoons and I know people wanted to talk about the new Nickelodeon one and people have been watching what they call like the, you know, the 2K3 series and you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, I, I'm willing to let you guys have at it. I mean, what does anybody want to, you know, pick a particular series and go at it for a little bit? Oh, whatever. I, I was just going to say, like, I grew up with, like, you know, the original cartoon and whatever, but I, I don't, like, I don't think it's aged too well. Like, I, yeah. like, I, I don't remember a lot of it, and I haven't, like, ever felt the impulse to go rewatch some of it. Like, you know, so I, I you know... I guess it, it, it like Transformers. I can go back and rewatch, but Turtles. I feel like I'd be like sort of like wincing. I guess. I, I like, think I think the original five episodes are pretty fun to rewatch, but like some yeah, of those. People, are, yeah, people always say it's like the first season is actually you know pretty like light on the joking and like goofy stuff, but you know after you like after it took off and stuff, they just like you know went crazy pretty much. Yeah, I, I think even the animation on that is a lot better. You know, like in terms yeah. of the five episodes and everything. I mean, I, I I enjoy watching those. Like, I think I've seen that like more than once when I watched it on DVD. And I think my interest in the the original series DVDs mainly sprung from the fact that kind of like what I was describing to you guys. Like, I I was really really passionate about the turtles. Like, I would record the episodes on VHS, and watch them all, and you know, I I was really into the toys. Like, you know, especially like eighty nine ninety. Like, that was probably the zenith of my interest in that property. Um, but I'd say, you know, in terms of watching the original cartoon, you know, 
my interest in the DVDs was mainly, oh, I'll get to watch all these other episodes that I never really found time for or didn't have interest in at the time, you know, and, and, and kind of like what you guys are saying. I mean, some of the stuff, you know, where it's like, oh, let's go to the newsroom and watch Irma as a 50 foot giant and, you know, all this kind of kooky, crazy stuff that, that goes on on those episodes. It's like, it's not like you're like, oh boy, you know, a Vern episode, you know, like, <laughs> great, you know, no, it's just kind of like, okay. You know, it, it's kind of there and stuff like that. But um, I, I was surprised because I, I didn't realize that that after like the because I sort of stopped watching the show. So I didn't realize after season eight, like Shredder and Krang kind of got pulled to the wayside, I guess, when they had it on CBS and they had those those kind of like those intros with like the live action shots interspersed with like the intro or the you know, they changed, like, the theme song and everything, so instead of it being, like, dun, 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 it was, like, this weird, like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you know, and I was... <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> you know, and I was just like, what the fuck is this? You know, like, to me, that was never what I watched as a kid, you know, like, to me, I just remember the kind of, you know, the traditional song from that, that cartoon and stuff like that, but I don't know about you guys, like, did you... Were you guys watching that on the air when it had those intros at all, like where it had yeah. the the other villains and stuff like that? Yeah, I remember watching those episodes. Like anytime they mess with the animation, like the, any kind of style change, like even in the 2003 series, it kind of like jars me. I kind of like don't know how to take it sometimes. Like I didn't like some of those later seasons. I mean – I kind of see the point. It's like you can only take so much of like Krang and Shredder, like you know, eight seasons of them like trying to like take over the world or whatever. But I like the replacement villain. I didn't really care for any of that. And then in the last season, they did all this like these storylines where it's like each of the turtles was like mutating into like these weird kind of monsters. Yeah. And, yeah. Like I, I didn't like any of that stuff. I didn't really care for the you know the new animation models either. That was what's his face from uh, that. That was uh, what am I thinking? Like the guy from Hunchback of Notre Dame, whatever that voice actor's name is, was really famous. Oh, yeah, the yeah. Low voice. He was the new bad guy or whatever. Lord Drag or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he had that. And, you know, I'm all Mike. Cue up the clip because it's like he's got this low voice where he's like. You should choose your friends more wisely, mutant. The lad was only too happy to sell you out. And you might consider following his example. Well, what about you, Brian? I mean, were you were you uh, big on the uh, the the old? Uh, you know, I guess you'd call it the, the classic. You know, uh, you know, cartoon. Like I know you said you were a fan of of how Raphael was portrayed in that series as opposed to the movie. So, like, do you have any kind of experiences to share about how you first started watching that or anything like that? Yeah, um, I really did enjoy the original Ninja Turtle cartoon. Um, I think I bailed long before it got to CBS because I don't remember like the new intro or any of the stuff you guys are talking about. But um, I do remember like staying the night at a friend's house, and uh, and that was like the night that the I don't know if um, like the first few episodes like premiered on TV. But I remember either he had it on tape or we watched it on TV. And it was like late at night. And, you know, I mean, we just loved it. And then I think I told you the story before where we uh, we had pizza that night because I was staying the night. And then we went outside running around the neighborhood. And, like, I had a half-eaten pizza slice in my hand. And I 
put it on some dude's car, and I was like, the turtles were here, and then all my friends were cracking up, and we ran <laughs> off laughing. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, just after watching it once, it inspired shenanigans like that, so I was definitely a fan from the start. I also, I also <laughs> like, got in trouble, like, on more than one occasion for, like, cutting up broomsticks and making nunchucks out of them. Because, <laughs> like, I don't know, it's just easy to, like, drill a hole through a, you know, broomstick handle and put a piece of, like, shoestring through it. So, but, yeah, I got I got in quite a bit of trouble for doing crap like that. <laughs> You'd think the easier route would just be to use the broomstick as, like, the bow staff, but you went one step further and made it nunchucks, so... Well, if I wanted to get beat up, I suppose I would have made a bow, but... <laughs> <laughs> Poor Donatello. Now, grab that stick out of that pile of s***. Uh, no, no, I don't, I don't want to. Hurry up, or your new name will be a stick. Hey, hey, you know, uh, Beast and Donatello are in a corner, and they're silently judging all of us. <laughs> that's, that's how it goes. Um, you know... Uh, w- I don't know if, 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 if there's anything else anybody wants to say about the uh, original series, but um, I, I know we're kind of doing a wham-bam, thank you, ma'am, overview of everything. I mean, I know Justin said he'd been catching up on the, the 2K3 series, I guess we'll call it, but uh, did you have anything you wanted to share about the 2K3 series at all, Justin? Yeah, like, I remember when we first heard about the New Turtle series, it was going to be, you know, not a continuation, but, like, you know, a new interpretation. I was like, I don't know about this. I remember watching the first three episodes, and, like, I didn't like it. Like, it was too different from the original series, I guess. And, like, a buddy of mine, um, you know, like, the guy I told you, like, we met at church, and we became friends because we hated Beast Machines. He was, he was a huge Turtle fan, and he was like, no, man, you need to give it a chance. It's, like, it's more in line with the uh, the comics. So, like, I kind of gave it a chance. I started watching it more and more and more. And I guess about the time they had their their first showdown with the Shredder is like when I really got into it and started watching it and kept up with it. Like I think until like the end of the third season, maybe the fourth, and then after that, like I moved a few times and I kind of lost track of it. So yeah, I've been kind of having a marathon here, watching all these episodes and catching up. And like it, it's been really great. Like you can kind of tell like season four that's like they kind of like start to run low on ideas maybe because they kind of like do a whole season without the Shredder doing anything. And then after that, it's like each season has its little thing. Like you got like a Ninja Tribunal season, and then you got Fast Forward, and then back to the sewer. Like I remember hearing about Fast Forward. You know, it's like the turtles go 100 years into the future, and they like have laser weapons, and they look all weird. And I was like, I I don't know about this. And I remember hearing people talking about it on the internet, and they weren't saying very nice things about it, but like I sat down and watched it here recently, and I I really enjoy that season. Like I like, yeah. I like that. You know, like I said, some of the sometimes when you watch a show for so long and it changes the animation or something, it's jarring. But like I kind of like that. Like the back to the sewer animation. Like I don't like that. Like I don't like that they look cartoony and have the eyeballs. Yeah, I, I think people. it's because you have a you have a frame of reference. You know, whereas like the excuses they they did go a hundred years into the future, so all the aesthetic changes that, you know, if they had said it was set in, you know, 2007 or 2006 or whatever, it, that those changes might not have been as pleasing to be like, hey, I have a frame of reference to compare it to, but this, you're just like, hey, they, they went into the future, like, everything's totally different in the future, you know, and everything like that, and I, I think it kind of got a bad rap, like, I, I remember, yeah. uh, you know, I, I guess 
kind of like you, like, I think when I first saw the first season of the 2K3 series, my thing was like, who's this Hun guy? Like, why is he here? He was like the Harley Quinn of the series for me. <laughs> I was like, I didn't recognize him. Like, he reminded me of, uh, you know, Sweep the Leg from Karate Kid. And I was just kind of like, what? <laughs> like, you know, I'm like, you know, I, I was expecting maybe just the guy from the movies, you know, the Ninja Banish guy to be like the shredder's right hand man and when it was the guy hun i was kind of like what you know and 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 i kind of had that initial gut reaction of i don't know if i like this or not you know and then there were like other episodes where you know i i sort of retroactively followed up on it like i really liked the episode with jack kirby where they go to like the kirby crackle universe or whatever so like that one i was like oh this is awesome like this is pretty cool and um you know so i i basically started watching more of it then i mean i think for me like season two probably is my favorite season because yeah. it has like all my favorite like comic book arcs in it, you know, whether it's like the whole Triceraton gladiator thing or, you know, the whole, you know, city at war. Like I love city at war, like yeah. the actual comic book. So it's like, it's fun to see all those, you know, adapted into, uh, into an animated format and stuff like that. And, you know, I, I think Ninja Tribunal was like a good fun send off, you know, it seemed like for that, era of turtles and then you know putting a new spin on it like i enjoyed fast forward and i'll kind of go to bat for you for back to the sewers like i was like oh cool more new turtle stuff to watch but then it was like i don't know the designs were you know not exactly the best and then i was kind of like i couldn't think of too much that was of note in that series like like uh, you know i I wasn't re-watching it for this podcast i was just kind of going from memory but all i can really tell you is it explains how they got back from the future and April and Casey get married in it. You know what I mean? And I was like, other <laughs> yeah. than that, I'm like, you don't really need to watch it. You know, like, I mean, <laughs> you know, or, or I mean, you know, you can for fun. But I mean, it's just I don't know. I just didn't think it was like, you know, essential kind of watching or whatever. But uh, what, what about you, Mike? Like, uh, what, what's your experiences with the whole, you know, the whole 2K3 uh, section of the Turtles cartoon? I, like, when it was originally on, I just kind of, like, watched it kind of sporadically, and I always wanted to get into it, but, like I, like, I just had other things occupying my time, and, like, I just never did, and, like, uh, I appreciated that it really, like, took from the comics and stuff, like, I remember, like, I watched when they had, like, in season one, when they had their final confrontation with the Shredder, and, like, I was so, like, happy that, like, they they, like, you know, Leonardo actually cut the Shredder's friggin' head off and stuff. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I I was kind of like, oh, wow, how are they gonna, like, get around this? And then, like, you know, they kind of, like, folded in the Utrom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, I was like, okay, well, that's kind of cool, you know, so... uh, I, I thought that was kind of, like, uh, I the cartoon as a whole, I thought, like, it, it was nice that it, like, as far as it could, it didn't, like, pull punches, like, most of the time. Like, I really love um, the, I think it's the season three finale, when they're all on the spaceship. Yeah. And, like, you know, this Shredder and, like, Karai are taking them all out, and, like, Leonardo gets impaled, and, like, you know, the rest of them get, like, their arms broken and stuff. And, like, I thought that was a really good episode and stuff. But, um, yeah, I, I, like Justin, I've just been kind of watching, like, I'm not watching it, like, one by one, but I'm kind of, like, looking at, like, the guides and saying, okay, that looks like, sounds like an episode I should watch, and, you know, like, mostly, like, Leonardo-heavy episodes and stuff like that. Like, like I I saw the one, like, Donatello goes to the future, you know, and everything's grim and, you know, bleak and, you know, 
post-apocalyptic, and I was like, oh, I gotta watch yeah, that I was like, one. That, that sounds like it's right up Mike's alley. Yeah, it was like, that That one was really good, too, and I like, like, they used, like, some of the future turtle designs from the comics and stuff, which was cool, and, uh, yeah, but, um, yeah, I pretty, like, I would love, like, I hadn't realized that, like, counting, like, everything, like, fast forward and back to the sewers or whatever, it's, like, over a hundred episodes. Yeah, like, I was yeah. like, wow, that's pretty impressive for, well, like, I a mean, cartoon you know, nowadays. That, yeah. that, that's the advantage of them, you know, I guess, you know, the, the whole studio, you know, you know, switching it up, you know, the whole, you know, I, I forget what the terminology is, but basically you, you retool the show, you know, it's basically the same show, but you know, okay, they're in the future now, or okay, now they're back from the future, like, it's totally different, you know, so, you know, like, when I, I remember, you know, Tim and, uh, you know, uh, what's-his-face, uh, uh, you know, all the Justice League guys, Alan Burnett, you know, they talked about, you know, oh, well, originally, you know, Justice League retool was just going to be like, Aquaman was going to join the team, or something, and that was going to be it, but then they just said, ah, fuck it, let's just do Justice League Unlimited, you know, that, that was their retool of of the existing show, but, you know, just like, you know, with Turtles, you know, it's the same kind of deal. They just did the whole, you know, fast forward thing and everything. And, you know, to me, I'm kind of like, I mean, I'm the guy who likes reading uh, Hex, you know, the the future, you know, where, where Jonah Hex goes into the, like, you know, future, you know, and he's like running around shooting people with lasers and shit. So to me, like, I, I, I don't think fast forward ever you know, I know a lot of people that read yeah. the wrong way or whatever, but to me, I'm just yeah. kind of like, hey, it's cool. It's, it's you know, aliens and lasers and space stuff. And, you know, I, well, it's, I, it's, I was going to say, like, that Donatello episode, I think it's in season four, but, like, I, I was like, it had, like, all the earmarks mar- of, like, one of those, those standard, like, hero goes to the future episodes where, like, everyone's, like, bleak and, like, mad and angry, and then they all die at the end. It's all great. You know, I love all that stuff. That's cool. How about you, Brian? Have you ever seen the the 2K3 series? Um, I've only seen bits and pieces of it. I never really got into it when it originally aired. Um, I don't know if there's a specific reason for that or not, but it almost seemed like every time I I caught an episode or whatever, it was just, like, one of the turtles trying to, like, you know, use the word shell as a like a mint swear for hell. And, uh, what I the shell are you know, talking about? That happens every episode, as far as I can tell. Yeah, so I kind of tuned out that. I, I was like, oh, well, you know, whatever. And then um, I, I don't think I ever caught an episode of Fast Forward, but I heard about it. I think I just kind of groaned, and, like, that was about it. Like, that's my... Uh, the limit of my participation with anything involving fast forward. Um, I don't know. I guess if it, if I had the time to start at the beginning and actually watch a full episode and go through it, it might be something I'm interested in, but you know, at the time just catching random bits and pieces, it didn't, didn't really trip my trigger. I guess it doesn't help that like, unlike the, the series that, you know, the original series that was released by Lionsgate. I mean, that's, all on DVD, you know, you can get all 10 seasons. Even now you can get that, that turtle van that has all the CDs <laughs> in like one set. So you get all 10 seasons if you want. Um, you know, the, the 2K3 series, it's like Funimation released a bunch of singles of it, you know, and it was really annoying. And then eventually there were like season sets and you were like, oh, finally we're getting like legitimate season sets. But then it kind of stopped after the second season. And then there's, like, one for the fourth season, but it's not the whole fourth season. 
And then you got the Ninja Tribunal, but like all those things are like out of print now and super hard yeah. to get. And so it's not like it's like you can just walk into a store or go on Amazon and be like, yeah, I want to catch up on the 2K3 season. Cause you, I mean, you could probably do that with, uh, I'm guessing, I don't know, like I, fast forward was not difficult for me to come by, but you know, some of the other stuff, it's like, I don't even think the back to the sewers is even on the DVD at all, you know, so. Some stuff, it's like, you know, it's not even on DVD. So. Uh, before we move on from this series, I just, like, I think we should touch upon, I think Turtles Forever kicked ass. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah like I love, that, I that love was, Turtles Forever. It's awesome. Yeah. Like, did you, I don't know, like, if you guys, like, felt this way, but I remember a lot of people, like, complaining that, like, you know, the 80s Turtles were really, or, like, you know, the cartoon original Turtles were too goofy or whatever, and I, I just thought, like, they were just made that way to contrast better with, like, the others, but, you know, I didn't have a problem with that. Did you guys? Raphael no. was still funny as hell in it, so yeah. I liked <laughs> it. I kind of feel like people's nostalgia colored their perception, you know, like, because... I kind of thought, like, you know, I'm like, did you actually, have you watched any of those yeah. fucking old episodes in a long time? Because, like, you know, obviously, like like we were saying before, the first five episodes have really kick-ass animation. It's not, not quite, quite as quite jokey, jokey, and maybe that's what everybody has the nostalgia for, so they're just basing it on those first initial five episodes. But like I'm saying, you know, if you watch, like, all ten seasons of that show, I mean, there there's points where they are pretty goofy. I mean, the the only thing that I would say uh, slightly detracts from my enjoyment of Turtles Forever is the fact that they, you know, were unable to use the original voice talent. But they did a really decent job of trying to approximate, you know, the, the, the voices and characters and all that stuff. So I'm not begrudging the talent they did have. But, you know, just like anything else, you know, you, you kind of have something set in your head. You know, it would have been just a notch more kick-ass had they had, yeah, you know, Uncle yeah. Phil and all the other guys <laughs> come back and, and do their original roles. But it seems like they tried to go the cheapy voice actor route and get some guys to be, like, sound-alikes instead of pay, like, the actual, you know, real guys to do it, you know. But, my my yeah. favorite thing from that is at the very end when they save the day and Krang and Shredder are running away and Shredder's like, we'll have a revenge. Krang just invented a giggle ray and we'll have the last laugh. <laughs> yeah, that cracked me up too. Yeah, I, I love and I also love when they go to like the the original cartoon Turtles dimension and they're like, we've got to save April. We save her at least once a week and then they like run off screen like yelling. <laughs> that like cracked me up too. And also when like the Mirage Turtles were like sellouts, you know. Like, yeah, I like I like how Raph's trying to be all hard. You know, the two K three Raph's trying to be all hard and shit. And he's like, hey, look at these fucking losers. They got they got letters on their belt buckles. And then the the, the you know the the original like Mirage Turtle is kind of like, you're a fucking loser too, you know. And he's like, what? <laughs> the, yeah. sellouts. Yeah, I love that. Cool, cool. Um. I guess, uh, you know, what everybody was jonesing about since we're, we're kind of wrapping up the 2K3 series is, um, I, I know, uh, you know, there is a brand new, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles series on Nickelodeon. And I guess this is after the big, uh, whatever you want to call it, buyout, sellout, you know, speaking of sellouts and all that kind of stuff, you know, yeah, Eastman and Layard, you know, sold their creation to Viacom and, and Nickelodeon is the company you know, that, uh, you know, is now airing the Turtles based on that. 
Um, so now they're Nickelodeon's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because they bought them, uh, lock, stock, and barrel. Um, and so, uh, you know, they've got a brand new um, animated show on. It's a CG animated series. And uh, as of this recording, I think it's been on, you know, for a little while. There's about 12 episodes that have been released. Yeah. And, um, you know, I guess have at it, gentlemen. Like, uh, you, know, right. we'll, you know. First things first. Can we talk about the theme song? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we can. Um, it, it, it's somewhere in between, uh, you know, like GT and Rescue Bots for me. I can't. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know. I know. I, I know you like said it, it kind of grew on you, didn't it, Mike? Yeah, I liked it. <laughs> I, I think it was catchy. I like it a lot too, especially when like Leonardo starts bopping his head, you know, for like two or three <laughs> yeah. beats. I like that. Always like gives me goosebumps when I'm watching. Like, yeah, that's awesome. I, lo- I love the bit in the opening credits when they all pose and Mikey's, like, giving Raph the bunny ears and, like, Raph like looks that. at him and he, like, pulls it out. Yeah. I don't know. It just kind of, like, I'm, I'm kind of like Derek. It kind of, like, it's kind of like stepping to the grand tour for me, but. Well, it's <laughs> like, funny because it's, like, it's, like, what ends up happening is I'll watch a few episodes and then kind of forget about the show and then catch up on it and I watch a few more. And when I watch these big batches of episodes, I'm kind of like, oh, yeah, I hate this theme song. Let me fast forward <laughs> through it. Like, I forget that I don't like it. Sometimes I'll be like, what am I listening to? Oh, yeah, this is a show. Okay. You know, and I don't mind the show. Like, I, I've been, you know, fairly entertained by the show, but uh, but the theme song is not uh, not my cup of tea. It's like, the, after I heard it, like, the next day at work, I just, like, unconsciously started, like, going, you know, and they form one lean, mean, green, incredible team, like, in, under my breath. And I'm like, uh-oh, where did that come from? <laughs> <laughs> I see that would I, I don't think that would ever happen. I, I'm like a veteran, and I blocked it out from my mind. So once you start saying it, it's like all these horrible post-traumatic memories of having listened to the song come flooding back into my into my head. I I don't know. Maybe my opinion will change. I doubt it. Like the first time I heard the best forward theme song, I was like, "What? What is this?" But like by the time I got like to episode thirteen, I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> like, this is okay." Like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that that kinda grew on me after a while. But but not not uh, not the other one. But anyway, so we're talking about Nickelodeon Turtles. I I think the Krangs are awesome. I enjoy the Krangs. Yeah, I love the The way they talk is awesome. And the thing that had the thing. It's kind of like a like a Abbott and Costello thing. They're like, <laughs> they're like you know, the thing that was the thing is not the thing with the thing. Yeah. It's like it's like the the Krang that is on first is the thing that is not on first. <laughs> yeah. The Krang, the Krang that's on first. Yeah. Like, so, um, yeah, so, go for. Okay. Like, I guess I should have brought this up earlier, but whatever. Um, like, which version of Splinter's origin do you guys prefer? Do you prefer him as, like, the rat or, like, you know, Hamato Yoshi who becomes the rat? Because, you know, as opposed to, like, the you know, 2003 series, like this one, he's just, you know, Hamato Yoshi who becomes a rat. Yeah, I think uh, it seems like this show is a little more back to the uh, uh, cartoon roots, if you will. And like we were saying, the 2K3 series is much more comic-based. I I mean, I, I have to say, for me personally, like, just being who I am, like, I, I usually prefer all the kind of comic-accurate things. Like, I really enjoy the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film because of that. Like, I enjoy, uh, you know, certain aspects of the 2K3 series that are very, you know... Uh, faithful to that original stuff um i don't hate 
when it's like, you know, Hamato Yoshi turns into a rat or anything. Like, I don't have any problem with it. But I think if you, you know, if you, you know, ask me what my preference is, I, I prefer Splinter being a rat. I know some people are like, what? A rat learned kung fu? Like, but. <laughs> well, that's, that's what I was say. When you say you prefer that origin, I remember from the movie, like, a rat, like, in that cage, like, doing ninja kicks and stuff. I, like, I think, punching I think, well, the <laughs> a little puppet. The, the whole point of the original comic was it was a parody. It was, like, supposed to be parodying, like, you know, X-Men and Daredevil and all this right. other stuff, you know, to me, I'm just like, I, I, to me, like, it, it's like people who poo-poo on like, you know, Jimmy Olsen's bow tie. I'm just like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Dude? Like, <laughs> it's a rat in a cage that learns Kung Fu. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> so, like that's, that's all I really care about. I just, I, I like the comic origin too. And I just think it's cause like, I think it adds more symmetry to like, you know, Splinter and the turtles. Like he's, I guess he's slightly like, he has the same origin as them basically that he was an animal that was like mutated basically. Is anyone like, reading I, like the new comic? Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I guess we don't have to talk about that or right now we can talk about later, but I'm, I'm kind of like that, that, um, the origin that they use there like I really disliked at first. It's kind of a big pill to swallow. But like the more I read, like kind of the more it clicks and the cooler it's becoming to me. So I almost think like the new comics like version of them is like my favorite origin. Hmm. So what do you guys think about the kind of return to I guess we'll call it the the Bebop and Rocksteady style of villainy on uh, the Nickelodeon series? You know, you've got all these guys that are getting you know mutated and yeah, turning like- into. I think the mutants were like, especially of the toy line, like one of the best features. Like, is really cool getting all these mutated other animals. Yeah. I really like that. So, I, I'm all for it with the new show. I think it's cool. What were you gonna say, Justin, about the, the like I? I still miss Bebop and Rocksteady. I guess that's just a big like nostalgia thing for me. But like, I am glad that there are you know other mutants out there that like the turtles can fight. You know, it's like. I think that's something that was kind of missing from the 2003 series. It's like you had like all these weirdos and you know guys from other dimensions and stuff. But as far as mutants, you only had like you know the turtles, Splinter, and Leatherhead, I guess. Like so, I I enjoy all the mutants too, like Brian. I think it's kind of a cute trope that uh, that Mikey pretty much often names the guys. You know that you know he, he always or you know even if it's like Metalhead, you know he's like. Because he's metal and he's... We know, Mike. <laughs> like, I just... I find that stuff pretty amusing. Like, I, I do think Mikey is kind of standout on the new show for me, you know, as far as, a, you know, standout character or whatever. So speaking of stuff like that, like, Derek, what do you think of, like, the fake, like, uh, Star Trek show that Leonardo loves to watch? Oh, that's pretty awesome, because I was like, oh, dude, it's, it's the filmation show, yeah. you know? And of course, Raphael's sitting there, oh, you getting up your space trick or whatever the fuck they call it, you know? It's just like, I'm just like, oh, dude, it's awesome. Like, he's like, this is, he's like, this is how I learned to lead and stuff like that. And I love how, I love how they animate it like the old film, you know, it's all filmation style where it's all, you know, kind of static and stuff. And they're just kind of like little, you know, guys doing their, their tuck and roll stuff like that. And I was like, that's pretty awesome. Like, I, I love that. Yeah. Like, I guess if I had to, like, aside from the theme song, I guess, for me, like, something that's weak, it's like, I don't really 
I don't, I don't, at least this far, like, I don't really care for this version of the Shredder. Like, I think I kind of prefer the 2003 version so far. Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, just to bring up the issue of different talent again, you know, kind of like I, I know on some other podcasts, I think I, we kind of mentioned how uh, I was on, like, Steve Bloom Overload for, uh, you know, his Transformers voices where they, you know, kind of overused his talent. So you kind of get sick of hearing him do different characters kind of the same way. Um, you know, uh, it's uh, Kevin Michael Richardson doing the Shredder. And I, I see what they're going for. They're going for a cartoon vibe. You know, they've got the mutants. They've got the, the funny, you know, uh, turtles-ish thing. You know, they've got the little colored headbands. You know, they've got kind of a bebop and rock steady thing set up with those two dudes that work for the shredder and everything. And then they turn into dog pound and fish face, you know, they're kind of, you know, doing this cartoon vibe. So because uncle Phil used to do the shredder, they're like, Oh yeah, let's cast Kevin Michael Richardson as the shredder. And I think it doesn't work like, or at least it's not, you know, I mean, I guess he's their go-to guy when they need, you know, this big, strong imposing, you know, black dude, like somebody like, uh, what it's like heavy duty on GI Joe or something like that. Or when he plays, uh, you know, um, what's his name? Um, on, uh, bulkhead. Yeah. Bulkhead on, on transformers prime, you know, it's like, he's kind of their go-to guy, but th- this kind of reminds me of like the casting of him as, as a uh, Rasta Joker or whatever in the Batman. You just kind of, <laughs> it kind of just makes you like, you know, tilt your head to one side and go, you know, like, <laughs> you know, like, so, uh, you know, I, I don't know. That's my take on it. Um, uh, you know, speaking of voice actors, like, and, you know, this is not, I'm not trying to, you know, negative the whole show or anything, but um, I, I cannot listen to Donatello without thinking of fucking Yakko Warner. Like, <laughs> sorry, like, it just, Hello, it, totally, it totally takes me out of the show, like, that part of it. Like, and it's no reflection, again, on the talent. Like, it's not like he's doing a bad job or anything. He's fine. He's great. But all I can think of when I watch, you know, it's like, oh, Yakko's checking out uh, April O'Neil, you know, and it's like, okay. Well, yeah. whenever I hear Michelangelo, like, I still hear Beast Boy. Oh, Beast yeah, Boy. That's, that's yeah, yeah. one, yeah, with me, too, I, yeah. Yeah, that, that makes sense. No, I got you. I guess, I guess for me, like, he's done other stuff, like, he, he's been on, like, um, uh, the Clone Wars as, like, a little Jedi kid and some other things, so I guess I've heard him do a couple different things, and maybe... I, I haven't reached that level of oversaturation like I have with uh, Steve Bloom and, and Kevin Michael Richardson. So, uh, Brian, I know you said that you were watching this show with uh, with your daughter. Like, what is what does she think of the show? And like, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Um, sure. Um, she just turned four, like November, so she's pretty young. And this is probably like the most actiony show she watches. I mean, besides this, it's all like. I don't know, Curious George or Clifford the Big Red Dog, stuff like that. Like, definitely, like, little, little kid shows. But, I mean, so far, she really, really seems to enjoy it. And, you know, it's like every every Saturday, we have a standing date that, you know, 10 o'clock, we get together and we go watch Ninja Turtles together. So it's just been really awesome for me to, like, watch it with her and spend time with her and, like, see her enjoy the show. And, um, like, Mikey's goofy enough that 
you know, the jokes aren't going over her head or anything. Like, she'll laugh when he does something silly. And, you know, so that's her favorite character. And, like, for Christmas, we even got her a Michelangelo toy to play with. So <laughs> she has, like, a dollhouse up in her closet. And it's all Barbies and then Michelangelo there, too. It's <laughs> yeah. kind of music. But, I mean, <laughs> go ahead. No, no, I was just saying, Michelangelo's the man. Yeah, he is a man. He gets around the Barbie playhouse. <laughs> Every girl loves someone that can make him laugh. But, um, you know, with without him, it might be a different story because, um, I don't know, the show can be a little bit dark sometimes, and like for a four-year-old at least, and like the settings are a little bit dark. And I don't know if Leatherhead scared her or not, but she did come over and like hold my hand like during that episode. But I think for the most part, like Michelangelo keeps it light enough and interesting enough that she actually really enjoys it. Yeah, I, I definitely think they're trying to appeal to that younger um, demographic, you know, with this one. It's not it's not heavily based on the comic stories. It's not like, you know, people are, you know, uh, slicing people open like they do in the comics and, and mm-hmm. actually using their, you know, ninja tools for what they were created to do and stuff like that, you know, so... But, uh, yeah, no, that's great. I mean, I think that's awesome that you get to uh, spend time with your daughter and, and that it's something that she's enjoying right now and you can sort of share that together and everything. I strike two on my way down. Donatello takes out a third with his staff. Already the pudgy ones are starting to panic. Raph loves this stuff. He's not alone. Is he narrating? Is he crazy? I guess we'll go ahead and move on to uh, comic books, unless anybody has any last things to uh, say. Wait, we haven't talked about the next mutation yet. <laughs> uh, we're talking about cartoons, so I don't, I don't think that. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I, I thought, I thought you gave me a standing order that we weren't going to talk about <laughs> Venus de Milo, so I was trying to follow it. But now you, I, I, I was just can of worms. Now I'm going to talk about Venus de Milo. Like, uh-uh. <laughs> I, I thought like Derek was going to break into his Beast Wars Megatron voice and be like, "Next mutation no longer exists." <laughs> Okay, forget forget I brought it forget up. You brought it up. We can we can we can use it in the. Um, I, I think the, didn't didn't like I think Zinger. like Kevin Eastman even said like you know he he told like someone like people like uh, producers of like the new show asked him like you know you know you have any words of advice and he like one of his things was like Venus de Milo does not exist <laughs> you know do not yeah do not dare to try and like adapt her to anything else. Well, I guess tying that into comic books, speaking of that, one one series I've never read, I don't know if any of you guys have read it or not, but it might be an interesting transition, is apparently the Image series from Image Comics that was kind of produced by Eric Larson or whatever, like, apparently that is not considered canon at all because of all the horrible things that happened to the Turks. Yeah, funny funny you should mention that, Derek, because I actually, like, looked like like tracked down and read some of that like in preparation oh, for okay. okay. I don't think I've ever read and, those. Yeah, I've never read them. So. They are fucking depressing. <laughs> like, like like Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah, there's so there's there's a ton of violence and stuff and like not only that but like issue 10 or so like Splinter dies. Like Splinter just keels uh. over from a heart attack hmm. and dies. And it's like the saddest like most depressing thing I've ever read. <laughs> like when 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 an, an anthropomorphic rat like keels over and dies and just the way they render it is just like so like kung fu in that cage little rat. You don't listen yeah. to any of that. It's just 
It's just so friggin' morbid and de- bleak and depressing that I was like, oh man, no wonder like no one wants to like count these comics. And I stuff, guess I but. guess not. Yeah, I've, the only thing I can say that I've read from Image was I remember they they did a crossover with the Savage Dragon. So I I think it was like in his book, and then there was like some special that continued it or what have you. Like they had interchanging specials or something. So I remember those, but I don't think I read that, uh, you know, that volume of the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles at all. Like, like I've been saying to you guys, I mean, I'd say the Zenith for me is, you know, 88 to 91, you know, so the, the first volume of the Mirage comics and, uh, and probably those, those early, you know, uh, Archie comics, you know, the miniseries that adapted the first five episodes and then the, their ongoing after that where they, they traversed the universe in a floating cow head. So those, those are those are kind of like my standby, you know, um, turtle comics. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure if I had the time, like I I actually wrote down a bunch of stuff. I could probably make a top ten list in a day. You know, like I, I there's a lot of comics that I really like and stuff. I mean, the only thing I'd heavily heavily recommend because uh, you know turtle comics as people may or may not know originally were all you know independent black and white comic books and they started out as sort of magazine sized comics and stuff so it was like a big deal like you were the shit if you had a big magazine sized turtle comic with a mylar bag back in the day you know like like dude man i got first prints of turtles motherfucker like i'm <laughs> shit like it was a big deal like you'd look at stuff and they'd be like i got turtles number one and you'd be like that's a fifth print asshole it's like the punch him in the gut shit like i just picture like Derek driving through town with like sunglasses and they're like you know uh corvette or something and with you know the tops down he's like got his like first run into turtles in one hand and he's like yeah bobbing his head like leonardo on the opening <laughs> I feel, it's like I feel it's a like, wife beater in that car and like spotting someone on the street with like <laughs> edition jumping out hey <laughs> print turtles give that shit up it's like number one print of turtles is like seat belted in the like passenger side <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i i remember that was big, like i had I think I, I know I had number four, and it was the first print, so it was the magazine size. And then my other really prized possession was uh, the Raphael one shot, that was like a magazine size. But I guess I guess my original point with that is since they were all black and white originally, um, and I you know have voiced in the past like how it's hard for me to read manga that's in black and white, and like I I love color. Um, I adore, um, you know, I, I don't know how easy they are to come by these days or whatever, but um, first uh, publishing did these kind of, I guess you'd call them trades, but they usually have about like, you know, three to four issues per quote unquote trade or what have you. Um, but uh, it's like color trades from first publishing and they call them books one through four. So it basically reprints like, I'd say like the first 12 issues of the series and, you know, with little specials interspersed in between, like the, you know, we mentioned that Leonardo special and, uh, like the Fugitoid, how it kind of crosses over into that big TCRI, you know, Triceraton space battle and all that kind of stuff. But I love those because they're in color. Yeah. And one of, Derek, one of, like, the most vivid, like, Turtles-related memories I have is being in Kmart when I was, like, I don't know, seven or eight, and finding one of those, like, the, the like, I think this is, uh, what do you call it, it, it uh, 
it must have been because it was in color, and it I like that's where I first read like that Leonardo one shot, and I was like, yeah, like Leonardo like kicks everyone's ass, you know, and like I remember like you know wanting to buy it, but my parents wouldn't let me, so I I was like, uh, and I've nursed that grudge until this very day. You know? <laughs> no. but, but yeah, like that's like a very vivid memory for me, like just being in that Kmart, like reading that for like a half hour, like while my parents were shopping. So yeah, I mean, I, I really like all those early, um, you know, turtle stories. But I mean, I'd say especially because they are Triceratopses, which are my favorite dinosaur, and it's in <laughs> outer fucking space. I love the whole, you know, uh, Triceraton arc, you know, where they fight them in the gladiatorial arena and everything like that. And they have their little, you know, rebreathers that are, you know, hooked up to their mouths and all that kind of stuff because the atmosphere doesn't quite work for them and stuff like that. And I, I, I love that. Um, you know, just just real quick, um, some other stuff like I, I sort of mentioned it before, but like Return to New York, City at War are fucking awesome. Um uh, uh, probably a not as well known because it was never really adapted, but it always stood out to me was uh, there's a uh, an arc in the turtles called the river. It's like from 24 to 26 of the original series. It's by uh, Rick Beach, and um, I just like it because it takes the idea of the cartoon, you know, making mutant villains for them, but it just it's so fucking creepy. Like basically, like there's this leech. And the leech sucks on Raphael, and so because Raphael has mutated blood, the leech mutates. And like, there's this really creepy scene where, like, it's like, uh, you know, it, basically the more the leech takes the blood from Raphael, like, the more he turns back and degenerates into a little baby turtle or whatever. And uh, and so he's like sort of mewing in the uh, in the pond or whatever, and he sees like this police officer. And, or, you know, kind of like deputy or whatever, but he's in a boat and he's like, oh, looks like there's a little turtle over there, you know, and he comes up, he's like, mew, mew, mew. And he's like, oh, why don't you come on over here, turtle? And then when he grabs him by the hand, it's actually the leech guy dressed up as a deputy. And he's like, boy, damn, I don't know what's in that blood, but it sure tastes good, you know, and he's <laughs> like, oh my God, like this. Anyway, I just remember that scene, like always kind of, giving me chills and freaking me out. So I that was one of those kind of standout kind of comic arcs or whatever. What about you guys? I mean, did you guys, like, I know Mike said, you know, he kind of had some experiences reading some of the early Mirage comics, but what about you, Justin? I mean, did you, did you read a lot of those early black and white issues? Did you read other volumes, you know, that were kind of post-1990 that we haven't mentioned yet that you want to delve into? Or what's up? I, like, when I was a little kid and was, like, really heavy into Turtles, like, I remember reading one issue of the black and white comic, and I didn't like it because it was, I was kind of like you as a kid, like, I didn't like black and white comics, but I didn't like it mainly because it was so different from the cartoon. I was like, what is this? They're all weird looking, and they're kind of, like, mean. (laughs) So I kind of stuck with the more, like, cartoon, kid-friendly, like, Archie comics, and, like, um, the only time I ever, like, sent in, like, fan art to a comic book was an issue, or was, like, to the Archie Ninja Turtle comics. Like, it never was published. I think I drew a picture of, like, Raphael or, or something. I can't remember, but, no, like, I read those for, like, you know, several years, like, probably longer than my other friends were reading it, because, like, I remember all the, like, the adventures of, like, the, you know, 
the kids the giant cow head and you know all the mute animals and stuff like that. I love <laughs> do, that stuff. Do you want to you want to regale us with tales of the animals or whatever they were called? I I don't really remember a lot of their adventures. Like I haven't read those comics. Probably. Yeah, I remember I remember them flying in the cow head, and I remember Raphael getting like car babied or whatever that was up with that. Yeah. Like he had his like stealth suit or whatever you want to call it. Like like I remember all that. But uh, I, I I don't remember like a lot of the details of the storylines and stuff. I, I remember the cowhead took them to meet Archie and stuff at one point. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember thinking it was weird that like Leatherhead was there and he was the good guy, and I was like that confused me as a little kid because I was like, well, Leatherhead's a bad guy in a cartoon. I don't understand. So like when I would play with my toys, I'm like, you know, I'd group the good guys and the bad guys. And I'm like, well, where does Leatherhead go? I don't know. <laughs> Kind of like when I was like uh, messing around with my Shockwave and Megatron, and I didn't know whether to have them kick each other's ass or for Shockwave to like be loyal and subservient to my <laughs> Megatron. Like. Yeah, yeah. I had I had some of those RG comics, and like the one I can remember most is the one where they get you know sucked. Up. They meet. I think it was a collection of them, but they get sucked up by. Um, they meet Leatherhead, and then they get sucked up by the Cowhead, and then they do the like intergalactic wrestling tournament against like the four-armed guy. I yeah, 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 I remember uh, yeah. the four-armed guy. My name is Karai and Hell. But <laughs> the only thing, and I had a, like an audio cassette that went with it, and like it, it like you know, this guy narrated it, and like sometimes uh, I don't know if he did the voices too, or they had like voices. I haven't heard it in like years and years and years. But all I remember is uh, <laughs> Leatherhead was in the tournament, like the wrestling tournament too, and he fights like this duck guy or whatever, and like this duck guy is like prancing around and making him look like an ass, and then Leatherhead like finally gets a hold of him and starts like beating the shit out of him, and he like the audio like book like <laughs> the guy. Who who was doing like Leatherhead's voice was like better a leatherhead than a featherhead. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like the most vivid memory I have of that. <laughs> what about you, Brian? Have you you haven't said much about comics yet? Like, what kind of comics have you read? Like the early Mirage ones, like later ones, Archie ones, like like. Um, I, I know I had a couple Archie ones. I remember the covers, but I don't remember anything of the story inside of them. Um. As far as the original ones, you know, I had maybe, like, and I don't even know how I came across them growing up, but I had maybe, like, half a dozen to a dozen, like, at different times. And I realize now that you probably would have beaten me up if you'd known me as a kid, because they weren't magazine size, they were normal comic size. But there's, <laughs> but that, there's, that, was, that, was, that was only for, like, the first, like, three or four issues. Like, after that, okay. comic size. So. All right, I don't think I had anything that low, but... um. Like, one I, I do remember was, like, a team-up with, like, Cerebus the Aardvark, which yeah. I, I hated that story. <laughs> like, I haven't tried to reread it as an adult, but I thought it was completely stupid when I was a kid. And then, um, more recently, I was at, like, a, at like a half-price bookstore or something, and I found, like, a, a collection, and I'm not sure when it's from. I want to say it's, like, probably from the 90s or something, but it was basically Kevin Eastman collects, like, his ten favorite original Ninja Turtle stories, and not all of them were like, you know, Eastman work originally. Sometimes it was like other collaborators. But um, I've, I've read that book through a couple times, and it has some pretty good stories in it. Um, there's like are those, a, a, are those all black and white? 
Yeah, they're all black and white. And there's um and especially good like is uh, Raphael and Casey Jones like team up where they went and like um like the mafia or something was stealing this like bee armor type thing and they had to steal it back and I don't know. This is a good story. So that's about my like the limit of my exposure to the original comics. Did you want to talk about the new IDW stuff some more, like their origin and stuff? Because like that kind of threw me for a loop too when I was reading that. Yeah, what, what's the big mystery? Like I haven't read it, so I I don't mind to be spoiled. I mean, I guess anybody else doesn't want to be spoiled. Stop listening now. But what's <laughs> the what's the big uh, shockeroo about their origin in IDW? Have you learned to accept it, Justin, or are you still weirded out by it? It's still kind of like weird to me like even though they feel like an issue or two on it like it's still kind of like i think it's gonna take a while to get used to it's kind of like kind of like how like it took me a while to get used to thomas shredder i'm just like why there's a crane inside of him like i think this is gonna take a while too yeah um, um like i said it was definitely a big pill when i first read it um if you guys don't care about the spoilers the big reveal is that splinter tells the turtles that basically they're reincarnated and like um you know, back in, like, feudal Japan, like, Splinter was basically the father of these four boys, and he starts, uh, like, feuding with Shredder over the direction of the Foot Clan. So um, Shredder puts out, like, a hit on his whole family, and he wipes out his wife, and then, like, um, Splinter and his four sons, you know, they go on the run to the mountains, but eventually Shredder finds them, and he, like, beheads the uh, four kids in front of Splinter, and then Splinter's basically like, you know, it might not be in this life, but this isn't our last meeting, and we will duel. And then Shredder kills him. And then you flash forward to current times, and like Shredder or uh, Splinter's, you know, the lab rat, and you know, April's working at this, you know, um, chemical company or like weapons development company, and the four turtles are there, and they're basically like experiments for this company and stuff. But um, so that, that's like the major big reveal is that. They're actually reincarnated, and it is kind of weird to when I first read it. Like I was like, "Uh, you know," it left a very bad taste in my mouth. I was like, "This is stupid," but like I don't know. I I just it just started kind of growing on me. Um, the the only real issue I have now is sometimes I'll think like, you know, what if they didn't mutate, and like would they still have been reincarnated into a rat and four turtles that just died? <laughs> you know. So I try not to think of think about that like angle specifically but um as it is now it, it set up some cool moments i think like how far have you read justin i i'm maybe an issue or two behind I, I don't even remember what the last thing i read was okay well i'm only reading by the the trade so i'm probably behind oh. you but like the the uh confrontate uh blah the confrontation <laughs> con- <laughs> okay i'm not gonna say it. the big the meeting confrontation Thank you, Derek. The big the big meetup between like um Shredder and Splinter for the first time, like knowing that history, like it had some real weight for me and I really enjoyed that. That's cool. No, I'm I'm glad you gave us a chance to uh to learn about some of the newer comics because I'm I'm I will fully admit I'm not up to date on any of that stuff, so it's good to hear. Yeah, I I've I've only read the first issue of IDW series, so like I I kind of lost track of it, but now I kind of want to like catch up now, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. Is that, a, that is that a color series, a black and white series? Like what is that? It's color, and um, the way I look at it, it's almost like like a refinement of like all the turtles over the years, and like this is like 
the final product, and I think it fits together like really well. Like they 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 give nods to previous series. It seems like they draw bits and pieces from previous series, but you know, as you I mean, as you can tell by just the origin, it's like very much a new direction, but feels very old school too at the same time. So I don't know. I've just really enjoyed reading it. Cool. That's that's very cool. You clogged my gun with anchovies. The turtles and their portable pizza thrower triumph again. Why are we so happy? We just lost our watch. How about? I mean, I don't know. I'm just gonna throw it out there. But can we go into like uh, maybe the toy lines and maybe like what your first turtle toy was, that kind of thing? Like you know, any lines that you bought anything from, stuff like that. Sure. Um, I'll, I'll go. I mean, like, I, I basically, like I told you guys, uh, you know, Michelangelo was the first turtle I ever bought, um, because I like the nunchucks and all that other stuff. So for a while I had Michelangelo and, um, as my, my Skype avatar suggests early on, I had Ace Duck, um, which I thought was, uh, pretty funny. Like, you know, I was like, oh, he could fly and he drops like these egg grenades on people or what have you. Like, I, I thought all those anthropomorphic, uh, you know, allies and, and bad guys were, were fun things to uh, to have in the line and stuff like that. So I kind of have a soft spot for Ace Duck. Um, but after that point, I think I think it was like Michelangelo, Ace Duck, and maybe like the Shredder or something was what I had initially. But at that point, I just kind of, you know, I guess I was engrossed in the whole turtle thing. And I think my dad told me, he's like, oh, I know where we could find more of these. And uh, it was back when there was like, a, I think it was a Walgreens, and it was in the Stanford Mall. And I just remember walking in there and it was like, you know, I guess maybe at the time when I went to Toys R Us or some other places, it was like hard to uh, locate because they were, I guess, so popular or something like that. But I guess maybe nobody bothered to go to the Stanford Mall to get toys or something like that or whatever it was. But, you know, it was kind of like just walking in and there's like the shrine, you know, you're like, oh, you know, and they were like pretty much <laughs> they were pretty much all there except for Casey Jones. So I had to you know, find somewhere else later down the line. And I, I remember actually kind of being disappointed because I like Casey Jones so much. Um, but I, I, this was back when I was kind of in collector mode. So I bought two of everything, you know, I bought one, you know, a boxed Michelangelo and a regular, you know, one to open and stuff like that. And so at the time I only found the one Casey Jones later on. And I never actually did have a, a loose Casey Jones that I opened and played with. So I guess that was one uh, regret because I always liked Casey Jones, but I never did really have, you know, one that I actually messed around with or whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I pretty much got that line up into the point where they were like, I, like I was telling you guys, maybe around 89, 90, like the, the last guys I can remember getting were like the Triceraton and like Scumbug and some other guys like that. Like, I don't know if you recognize any of those names, but that, that was pretty much my, my major you know, dealings with uh, with the uh, original Playmates line. Um, as far as the newer stuff, I mean, I know of its existence. Like, you know, I know about, you know, the, the 2K3 toys and the NECA line and then this current line that's based on the show, but I've never actually owned or messed around with it. Uh, I had a ton of the Playmates toys. I know that. Like, I had, like... A ton of the figures. I had a ton of the vehicles. Like I had the battle, the, the turtle wagon, uh, the the blimp. I had, <laughs> which is still the most ridiculous like turtles <laughs> vehicle ever. But it's so like ridiculous. It's awesome. This is the lamest vehicle in the history of lame vehicles. Can't this thing go any faster? Ah! <clears throat> sure, but uh, I wouldn't recommend it. Why not? 
easier just to show you, dude. Like, why would the Ninja Turtles, the Ninja Turtles, need a giant blimp that says Ninja Turtles on the side of it? I don't know, but it's it's totally awesome. But um, I had the pizza thrower. Does anyone remember that? Oh, yes. Was, I remember it, the commercial it, for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it basically just shot those little pizza discs out and, like... It it was a cool like it was a cool I remember being like aw, like I thought it was awesome because I was like and like I can I can use the discs like for pizza for the turtles too you know like you know I, I made like a little Lego table and put the pizza discs on it and I was like all right it's time for them to eat pizza now you know yeah <laughs> like I don't know but that that always like uh, I always dug that. And, of course, you know, eventually a lot of those Turtles figures went to being repurposed as X-Men figures and stuff. Like, <laughs> as you know, Metalhead became Cyclops, so... Did you have the giant mosquito and the giant killer bee, too? Yes, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I had the mosquito. I don't know if I had the bee. Um, I'm trying to think. No, probably not. I had the Triceraton, Um I'm trying to think of all the other figures I had. I had, like, that, like, disguised wave of turtles, like, when they were all in disguise. Like, Donatello was, like, a hard-boiled detective yeah. disguise and stuff. And I forgot, like, Leonardo had samurai armor. And, yeah, I, I don't know. But, like, yeah, those were cool. But I haven't, I hadn't gotten any of the modern stuff, but I really, like, I was almost, I was very close to buying, um... I think NECA made it, or, I don't know, maybe Soda, or whatever, that, like, four-pack of, like, the original, like, Mirage Turtles. Like, I, I saw that, like, several times, and I was like, man, I should get that, but then I never did. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah sure I that believe that was a NECA, NECA. set. Yeah. Okay, yeah. But I never, I never, like, ended up plunking down the money for it. I think, there's, I think there's one where they're, like, in color, and they have all their red bandanas, and there's also one where they're, like, in black and white, you know, so they're like, they're all kind of like, you know, I guess kind of white with, you know, black outlines on all their detailing and stuff. But yeah, that's the extent of my turtle toy knowledge. What about you, B? I know you've got some turtle stuff. Yeah, yeah um, oh, did you say B? I said, I okay. said, I, I, I should have said, I was like, what about you, Brian? No, I so what, what turtle stuff you got, Brian? Okay, first off, confrontation. I wanted to get that out of the way. Confrontation. Um, <laughs> yeah. Secondly, um, like I mentioned before, I really did love all the like mutants, especially in the toy line. Um, some of my favorite that I remember, like Muckman, he's like a trash dude. <laughs> yeah. And I love <laughs> seeing the ooze come out of his mouth and chest. Yeah, and he had like a hole through his little. Yeah, it, it was, was he the dude? Did he have a manhole cover for a foot? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I know what you're talking about, <laughs> and I had him too. Yeah. Ground Chuck was another favorite of mine. Yep. And um, Triceratron too was really cool. I don't know if you guys figured it out, but like his horns were in the perfect position to like ram the turtles and like catch them up in his horns and like throw them. Like I don't know, they're just like a perfect fork around the turtles' bodies. <laughs> yeah. So I did that a lot. Um. Yeah, so in the original line, I, I, of course I had the you know main turtles, the four main turtles. I didn't really dig all the weird costume stuff. Like I know I had one. I, I don't know if he's surfer dude or what, but I think he had a he had like his tongue sticking out and like a Hawaiian shirt and crap and was like that, is that Mondo Gecko or are you talking about like a turtle? 
It was a turtle that was like dressed uh, up like that. Okay. But um, yeah, I think that was the only weird like costume turtle I had, so I, I didn't really care for them as a whole. But then um, about the time that the movies came out, they made like a set of turtles that were kind of like rubbery feeling, and like they had spots and stuff on them. Do you guys remember any of those? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like at the time, I thought those were like amazing. Like I couldn't believe like how yeah. real they looked and stuff. <laughs> so I, I, I like I was out of like. I had been out of Turtles for a while at that time, and I think out of toy collecting in general, but, um, like, I saw those, and I was like, Dad, I gotta get all four of these. I gotta get all four Turtles. So, you know, he appeased me and got them for me. And then, um, I don't know, most recently with this new cartoon, like like I said, I, I got Michelangelo for my daughter, but I think the new toys look really cool, too. So I picked up the, the four main Turtles and, like, Metalhead this time around. And I have them on display in my office, and I really like those. Cool. Yeah. No, I, I think those new toys look good. Uh, what do you think about – I thought it's interesting. It's like, I guess, on the new show, I know we didn't really mention this, but it seems like, you know, during regular everyday conversation and, and, and discourse, you know, they kind of have these pupiled eyes that are, you know, I guess, uh, you know, reflective of what they're emoting and all this other kind of stuff. But usually on that show, when they go into sort of the, the fight mode, then their pupils, you know, seem to dilate into nothing, and then they go to the standard kind of comic, you know, white-eyed look. And I know those toys. I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but the toys basically have the the white eyes by default, right? Yeah, I think it works really well in the show to have pupils, and you know, like you said, it does show their emotions like very well. But I think the toys look better as they are. I don't think right, I'd like them nearly as white. much. With yeah, them. that's what I was going to ask about. I was curious how you felt about that. I prefer storm battle eyes to uh, you know regular people's. Yeah. What about you, Justin? Did you did you get a chance to talk about turtle toys or anything like that? Oh, I had a like ton of the toys when I was a kid. Like I think I mentioned this on the Ghostbusters show. Like like Ghostbusters was the first thing I was really into and had a ton of the toys. But, like I had even way more Ninja Turtle stuff. Like. I had most of the figures and vehicles. Like, I think the only big things I ever was missing was I didn't have the sewer play set, and I didn't have the Technodrome. Like, a buddy of mine had the Technodrome, so whenever I'd go over to his house, like, that's the first thing I would pull out. Like, I'd, I'd like, a you know, big battle to Technodrome, and, like, my cousin had the, the sewer, and I always loved, like, playing with that. Some of those, like, other stuff, like, you know, Surfing Mike and Disguise Donatello, like, I had most of those, like, you know, I was a big Star Trek fan too, but like I never liked the Star Trek version in Ninja Turtles. Like I don't know if you had those, Derek, but I always thought those were kind of silly. I, like, I've seen those. Like I never really got into them. I never, kind of like Brian said, I never really got into the the alternate turtles. Like it, it, it kind of felt a bit like, even though I did do this with Batman a bit, but it did feel like you know how they kind of poked fun at like you know you know you know Rainbow you know uh, you know. Street Luge Batman. Street Luge Batman, yeah. Basically, <laughs> it's kind of like I never got into any of the Street Luge turtles, as it were. But what I remember I did think was when I was finally catching up on, you know, I was telling you about the DVDs and how I kind of probably stopped watching somewhere around the fourth season. So in the eighth season, I was like, oh, this is the last episode they really technically fight Shredder in. I'm like, what's it called? It's called Turtle Trek. And I was like, Turtle Trek. I wonder if they dress up as like Star Trek guys in it. And of course they didn't, but that was like the first thing that went in my head were those those turtle, you know, action figures that had the Starfleet uniforms. 
from the original series and everything. So I, I still got a few of those. Like I, I still like Frontier Raphael for some reason. I don't know why, but <laughs> I still think that's like a fun figure. Um, this, is, this is kind of a weird side note, but you know, and this is specifically directed at Justin. Um, I remember being, you know, having so many turtle action figures that when I first heard that the Star Trek license had been granted to uh, Playmates. Like, all, I had these visions in my head of, like, Jean-Luc Picard, but, like, with a turtle body. Like, if that makes any sense. <laughs> like, that's awesome. <laughs> and I was just kind of like, man, this line's going to suck, you know? <laughs> Sorry, guys. It's totally random. He's got the hairline for it. You know, I was like, he co- he comes with one of those like weapon racks and like there's a little like yeah, like you know. one there's a like little one color flute on it for him and stuff. <laughs> I, I just kept picturing like this bow legged card, you know, like, <laughs> like have three fingers, and I was like, oh man, this line's gonna suck. But anyway, sorry, go ahead, talk about whatever. Never pay me goodness you wish to fail. <laughs> I really gotta go to the bathroom, Picard. <laughs> um, but yeah, I had like most of the vehicles and stuff up to a certain point. Like, I didn't have some of those later figures that are like kind of you know expensive in the back market. Um, like a buddy of mine had those, and I was always like, "This is really weird. Where did you get this weird like Ninja Turtle camo at?" And he'd be like, you know, I got it so and so place, and those are like kind of like, you know, if you look on eBay, they're kind of like expensive now. Um, from the 2003 series, like a buddy of mine had like all the turtles and April and Casey and the Shredder, and then he also like bought those tiny turtles, you know, the ones you can find at like the dollar store or whatever. Like he had like a whole set of those, um, but like I only had like I had um, Usagi. Leatherhead and like a Triceraton soldier. Like I never did buy any of the turtles or anything. But after watching Fast Forward and really liking it, like I was looking on eBay for like the Fast Forward figures, and like those are like really expensive now. Apparently, like oh. even like loose figures seem to go for like upwards of fifty dollars. So I was like, "Yep, I won't be getting those." It's crazy. Yeah. Like I, I guess like everybody, everybody poo pooed it when it came out. But now the people yeah. that really enjoyed it probably. You know, that's that's all there is, I guess. But um, hey, uh, one thing we never mentioned that I thought might be funny to mention one way or the other. Did, did you guys remember those uh, Jim Lee designed action figures that came out like alongside like the Savage Dragon? And, and uh, like... Let's not talk I, about that either. <laughs> I, 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 just, I, just, I just wanted to get some kind of uh, reaction out of somebody. You know? <laughs> All right. On that note, on the <laughs> I, I was going to ask a question. Did anyone have like the transforming turtles? I think I did have one of those. Um, I have like they a, were really. Go ahead. I remember they were really clunky and like not good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I have a Donatello that turns into like a white Porsche, but that's the only one I've ever seen. Like I don't know anything else about like what specific um, you know wave he came from or what the other turtles look like or anything. But I thought he was kind of cool. I, I I can't even remember who I had, but I just kind of remember the mechanics of it, basically. <laughs> like, I can remember how their feet were and, like, how their, like, shells opened up and you, like, turned their heads around and stuff. Yeah. But... I remember oh. getting, like, a swimming Donatello, and it's like you could wind his legs up and he was supposed to swim. Like, in the commercial, you see him, like, swimming, like, for a long time. I remember being really excited, and, like, I wound mine up and, like, you know, put him in water, and, like, he kicked his legs for, like, maybe three seconds and then immediately went to the bottom. <laughs> I was real disappointed. 
So and so Donatello drowned. Basically, like 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 everybody else on this podcast, uh, Donatello is the disappointment in the, the poor turtle. Of the poor turtle. He can't swim and so on and so forth. Say your prayers, turtle. I guess if we're if we're wrapped up with toys, I, you know, I figure this is going to be a long show anyway, so uh, all the listeners will have to either forgive us or, or what have you. But um, I, I kind of wanted to talk about video games too for a little bit because I know there's been tons of them, and I've I've played quite a few. Like uh, you know, obviously, you know, like I I kind of you know have very fond memories of the old arcade game. I mean, I remember being in seventh grade and finishing off the school year and the big deal was you know we are going to that 7-eleven we are getting rolls and rolls of quarters and we are beating that motherfucking turtles game (laughs) that's basically what we did i mean i remember running back and forth to the cash register and like changing dollars frantically and, and kind of running back and you know, we, we basically, that's what we did when the school year ended was we basically were like, we're going to finish this game. And, and eventually, you know, we beat up, you know, Krang and Shredder and all that stuff. And I mean, it was great. I mean, I have lots of fond memories of doing that. You know, um, I think I think there were four of us, too. Like, I think we were all four turtles and stuff. So, I mean, it was it was a really good time. Um, I mean, as far as like other games on like consoles and stuff, um, you know, I kind of can't stand that original Nintendo game because it's hard as fuck. But yeah. Leave it alone. But but I understand that people have uh, have fond memories of that and stuff. But I do really I do remember renting it. I think I think the thing was I was like, what? There's a Turtles game like rad, and I was thinking it was going to be the arcade game. And then when it wasn't the arcade game, I think I just was like, what? This fucking false advertising. That's that's exactly you know, me that, too. That, that, like that was, I was like, that was kind of how I felt about that. So I mean. You know, that, that was exactly the same as me, Derek. Like I was like, oh, n- nice. You know, like my friends, like I got the Ninja Turtles game. Let's play it. And then we're like, wait, what? <laughs> you know? Yeah, totally. That, that's totally how I felt about that. Um, I guess, like, I mean, in terms of some of the more recent games, um, as far as like the 2K3 animated series, they they had quite a few games on Xbox. My original intent was to try and play each of them. Um, I think what ended up happening was I played the first uh, 2K3 game, and I think I got to some point in the game where I decided fuck this game, and I never looked back. But I mean, I, I you know it was it was one of those kind of you know so-so games like where uh-huh. it was like it, it it followed the 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 storyline of the 2K3 Turtles fairly accurately and everything, but like the gameplay itself was just kind of. I don't know how to describe it. It was it was acceptable, sort of. You know what I mean? Like where it's like it's like they they punched and kicked and and did sort of what you wanted them to do. But there are those weird tweaky points where you're like, why can't I kill this guy? It's because you know I'm not you know like the mash of the button does not match the mash of the actual sprite and you know things like that would make it a little more frustrating for me, I guess. You know, this is just sort of vague recollections of having played that. But, you know, I mean, I remember being very kind of like, oh, I want to finish this. And I think I got to some point where I was just like, I had enough and, and you know, whatever it was. I don't remember the exact level or what have you. And then um, what was funny was I was reading there were a bunch of, like, really bad reviews for the uh, game that was released around the 2007, you know, TMNT movie. But, um... I remember renting that and like, you know, not, you know, I, I don't 
really describe myself as a hardcore gamer or what have you, but I remember renting that and finishing it in like a day or two or something. You know what I mean? So like, I was kind of like, what's with all the, like, I don't know to me, like, like I always explain, like my, my level of enjoyment usually is in proportion to my level of frustration. So I don't recall being frustrated with that game. All I remember was it was fairly easy to play. And at some point, like, you're Michelangelo and you can somehow like fly like a helicopter with your nunchucks or something because of a, you know, level up you got or something like that's basically what I remember about the game. But I don't ever remember being like, fuck this game. This sucks. But when I was looking (laughs) at it on the, uh, you know, I was just looking at some wikis on the, the reviews and stuff. And I was just thinking like, you know, I, I was like, I think it said something about, you know, this is widely panned game and the Game Boy version is sort of okay, but all these other versions suck ass, you know? And I was just kind of like, I don't remember it sucking. Like, I think I played it on the GameCube and then I know it was on like, you know, other stuff like Xbox and and, and PS2 and stuff like that. So I don't know. But um, anyway, that that's kind of my... You know, for the most part, I mean, I know there were some some fighting games that I probably messed around with here and there, but I don't I don't have as much fondness for those as I do for things like, you know, say like Street Fighter, Marvel versus Capcom, you know, X-Men, Mutant Academy, things like that. Like, I think the the fighting game was just kind of, you know, maybe I played it like once or twice and that was the end of it. But uh, what what about you guys? I mean, is there anything you'd like to uh, talk about in terms of like, how about you, Brian? Like any any video game stuff you'd like to share in regards to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Um, I dug the arcade game, and I remember, um, like, they used to have it at the Walmart when I was a kid, and I thought the graphics looked, you know, amazing at the time and whatever. And then, um, like, the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle game for NES, unlike you, I don't hate it. I actually like it. Um, I was, I guess, one of the few people blessed with the ability to get past the damn level, like, without losing anyone. So I think a lot of people, like, get stuck there and just say, you know, F this game. It's unbeatable, but I could get past that, so I always really enjoyed it, and I didn't always, you know, have the ability to have friends over, and so this was like a single-player game. I could play it whenever I wanted by myself, so I thought it was cool. But other than that, like, I I played Turtles Through Time, I remember, and uh, about the only thing I remember from that is, like, fighting on a train, and, like, the level buried me at Wounded Knee, like, playing that a ton, and, like, that's it, (laughs) so... Yeah, bury my shell at Wounded Knee. There you go. Yeah. And then, um, what's the one they redid for, uh, like, the PlayStation Network? Uh, I was think that, that was the, that was one of the arcade games, but they called it, like, Turtles in Time Reshelled or something like that. or I, I don't know, something like that. Yeah, like, like I played that a lot, but um, unfortunately it's like, a limited release or something. Or yeah, yeah, like, I, I had the demo for it, and then when I, you know, that was kind of back when I was you know, being frugal and, you know, I, I sort of didn't have a job and, you know, couldn't afford to buy a bunch of stuff. So I didn't buy that. And I think it like the Punisher No Mercy game. Like, so I have demos for those on my PlayStation. But uh, when when I finally was like, yeah, I'm going to buy all this stuff. And then it was just like, sorry, this game's not available. And I was just kind of like, oh, that sucks. You know, I would have yeah. bought it. But and, I, and that, know, that screwed can't. me because, like, I've made my wife play through it like once or twice, but... Like, that's pretty much the limit of that. So, like, none of my friends were able to get it in time before it was, like, taken off. So, like, I'm about the only one I know that has it. So it's, you know, not very much fun to play a co-op beat-em-up by yourself. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, if I had it, I would play it with you. But 
all I have is like that demo and you can't really unlock it, which is weird because you think like if you downloaded the demo, you actually have the game. You just need some sort of. Yeah, you just yeah, need the keys to okay. unlock it, but they won't give it. Yeah. Damn you. What about you, uh, Mike? What, you got anything on, uh, uh, you know, other, I know we were both talking about how we were secret brothers with the, uh, the, the false advertising we perceived <laughs> on the Nintendo game. Is there anything else you want to talk about, like SNES games or Genesis or any? You know, I don't know, any other platforms or things like that? No, my my history is pretty much the same. You know, I played number two on, like, NES and in the arcade, and number three, and then, like, Turtles in Time, and then um, I briefly played, like, the fighting game that was on Super NES. I think it was just, like, Ninja Turtles Tournament Fighters yeah, yeah. or something. I and I, Yeah, and I remember having fun with that, but, like, other than that, that's about it. Like, I haven't played any of the modern stuff. What about you, Justin? Anything else you want to add to our, our video game uh, uh, topic? Um, like most of you guys, I have like really fond memories of playing the arcade game. Like there, there's a bowling alley in town here, and I can remember as a kid, for like two weeks in winter for gym class, we would go to the bowling alley, and I remember a bunch of us would sneak off and play the arcade game, and like sometimes for church they would take us bowling like on a weekend or something. Like, we would always, like, go and, like, spend most of our time playing the arcade game instead of, like, you know, actually bowling or whatever. Um, I, I really like Manhattan Project for NES. Like, I can remember me and my cousin playing it a lot. I don't think we ever got past Leatherhead because he was, like, insanely frustrating. Um, I really like that first, you know, 2003 uh, series game for the Xbox. Like, I can remember, like, me and my buddy of mine... We would work construction, and any time there was, like, a rainy day and it was too muddy to work, we would go get breakfast and then spend most of the day, like, playing that game at his house and, like, trying to beat it. Like, I, I really enjoyed that game, but did I you, haven't played... Guys, did you guys beat it? I don't remember beating it. Like, I remember, like, fighting in the underground, and then I remember fighting lots of, like, foot soldiers on rooftops, but I don't remember anything beyond that. I, I seem to remember, I don't know, it's weird because I haven't played it in so long, I seem to remember either being in a, a junkyard or a train yard or something, and there was like some stuff where, I, I think I got up to a certain point, but like I said, I, I just didn't, you know, for whatever reason it was it got to be more frustrating than fun, so I yeah, think I, like I abandoned the, it. The junkyard would be like Nano, you know, the Nano random junk bot guy. Like, I remember he was kind of frustrating. Yeah, that's probably where I stopped them, I'm guessing. Um, but the later games, like, I haven't I haven't played any of the later ones. Like, I've been trying to talk my buddy into getting that um, recent game for the Wii. Like, I don't remember what it's called, but it's, I think it has, like, the the CGI kind of style oh, turtles. Okay. Like, it's, it's kind of a fighting game, but, like, it's I don't know if it's even a very good game. I just kind of, like, I'm curious about if it's worth playing, but... Is that is that that's just on the regular Wii, right? Not the Wii U or anything. Yeah, I mean it's it's a fairly old game, I guess. Now it's like one of those you can get at Walmart for like twenty or fifteen dollars, I think. Right. All right. Um, so I guess I mean you know unless unless anybody has any final thoughts that they want to share on uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, anything they want to share, promote, or anything like that, um, you know. Uh, Say it now or forever hold your peace, I guess. Turtle power. Turtles fight with honor. Yo. 
<laughs> Yo! What fools are these? So weary of life. All right, cool. So we'll we'll go ahead and move on to uh, what's awesome in the fan holes world this week. Um, this is a segment which, uh, if you're a regular listener, uh, we usually regale you with something that we thought was pretty cool uh, during our week. So uh, I guess I'll, I'll go ahead and, and start off with Mike on my old uh, Skype window here and just ask him uh, what is awesome in Michael's world this week. Uh, I've got two things. Um, first of all, I'd like to uh, extend a, a very per- a personal and grateful thank you to you, Derek. Um, Derek helped me complete my Marvel Legends uh, Uncanny X-Force uh, recently. He found me the uh, Comic-Con exclusive like three-pack of Wolverine, Archangel, and Psylocke, so I, I truly appreciate that. Oh, yeah, you're, and, you're, you know, you're totally welcome. I mean, it... You know, Mike, Mike's been doing a lot of hard work on this show, this podcast, everything. And, uh, you know, I, I sort of turned over the reins of editing to him on this because I, I kind of had a lot of other things going on. And so he's he's definitely, uh, you know, for me, uh, it's just a thank you for that. So you, you totally earned it. And uh, he was also nice enough to send me back some stuff that was uh, it, it was very nice. It was it was very personalized. You know, he knows I like, uh, you know, Rodimus and Hot Rod and Gohan. And so he sent me back a couple couple things like that where it was the uh the figure arts uh gohan and um the the um what do you call it uh, the hot rod guy from the uh alternator yes, so yeah so that was great like thanks and uh you know yeah you totally you know to me i was like it, it, think nothing of it it's uh, a big deal <laughs> okay i won't Van Holt's hug. Okay, don't... <laughs> i was like don't let it go to your head Derek. now let's move on yeah. <laughs> awesome no but yeah i'm very grateful thank you very much and uh uh my second thing is a video game actually um i've been i've just beat i've been playing uh ashura's wrath or uh, Asura, uh i keep saying it wrong uh, asura's wrath like I keep thinking, it's Ashura, like the god, like in the ja- the Japanese god, but it's actually there's no H in it. Uh, Asura's Wrath um, for PlayStation Three. Um, it's a great game. Um, it's it's basically like it's it's mostly like quick time events and stuff and cutscenes. It's basically like playing an anime, and like then it switches to like a couple sequences of like rail shooting, and then like uh, some sequences of just beat up beat 'em up stuff. But um, it's kind of like the Walking Dead game in that it's more like about the presentation than the actual gameplay. And like, yeah, it's really awesome. Like all, like it's a great like story, and like all my favorite like tropes are in it. Like you know, you get like you know the moment where you're anger gets so, like, you know, you get so angry, you have, like, that Gohan moment, and you explode with rage and enter, like, a golden super mode and, like, own everyone, and then there's, like, you know, a rival fusion thing where, like, your, like, best buddy or your your biggest rival has to team up with you and fight the boss, and, like, it, it's really kick-ass game, and, like, I recommend it to you guys, too. It's, like, it's really cheap now, too. Like, on Amazon, it's only 20 bucks, so... Oh, that's... Uh, that's a good. That, that's my. That's my. Uh, buy it now price. You know, for the video games. Like, yeah, I, 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 and like over that, it's too much. But twenty bucks is a good. Good point. Yeah. Well, like the only. The I guess the only like negative, and it's not even a negative, but like after I finished it, like I I went and got all the download content for it, and like the there's like three chapters to the game, and then like 
it kind of ends like like on it, it ends on a happy note. But if you beat it, like the game on like the hardest difficulty, like it gives you a cliffhanger instead, and then like the cliffhanger leads into like the fourth secret chapter, which you have to download and stuff. Ah. And but actually, it was really worth it because like I, like by that point, I was like, yeah, man, I'll I'll plunk down the money. I want to see how this ends now, you know. And like it, it was totally worth it. Like it's one of the coolest like final boss battles I've ever played in a video game, so uh, like, I really liked it. And then some other, like, bonus material that I downloaded was there were like, two, like, lost quote-unquote lost episodes where, um, Ryu from Street Fighter and Akuma from Street Fighter, like, come through, like, some portal and fight the main character and stuff. And, like, that, those were really fun too, so... Yeah, but uh, Asura's Wrath, uh, that's the name of the game, and I highly recommend it if you're a fan of anime or, you know, Capcom stuff like Street Fighter or, you know, just, you know, games like where, where you don't have to be, like, the best, like, gamer to play. Like, it's more of a multimedia experience. Yeah, sort so it's of. kind of a, a whole interactive experience vibe or what have you. Yeah, if you like, I, I, I said on the message board, if you like animes where people solve their problems with fists and burning spirit, then you'll like this game, you know, so, yeah. Cool, cool. What about you, Brian? What do you got on tap for uh, Awesome Thing of the Week? Uh, mine's a video game as well. It's actually like a casual video game, though. It's um, one of those, like, Facebook games where you can um, play them for free, but they kind of have, like, you know add-on content you can buy for like a buck or two here and there. Uh, the game I'm talking about is uh, Marvel Avengers Alliance. Um, and it's sort of like a turn-based strategy game. Like I would say in the vein of like Ogre Tactics or like Final Fantasy Tactics for anyone that's played those games. You basically get three characters and they're all classic Avengers from like the Human Torch to Black Cat to, <laughs> you know, actually they're not all Avengers, but it's just a bunch of Marvel <laughs> characters. But um, unfortunately, Mike Hawkeye does suck. But uh, oh. it, <laughs> like he's one of the first characters you start with, and he's pretty terrible. But um, basically, there's like this whole huge storyline. I think they have up to ten chapters right now, and each chapter is like subdivided into like I don't know four or six different mini chapters. So like um, basically, you play as a Shield agent, and you get to customize your guy and name him. And um, then you get a you can have three people on your team, so like you can team up. Like most of the time, I play with Iron Man or Human Torch. But anyways, you go out on all these missions, and um, they'll play like a little cutscene with Nick Fury. And the the basic storyline is this like um, like Element ISO eight. I don't know if it's actually from the comics or what, or if it's just new for the game. But there's this ISO eight element that basically it'll either amplify like, a superhero's own powers, or even, like, street thugs can get it and, like, you know, power up themselves. So basically, like, everyone's getting powers, and it's your job to stop it. And, um, I don't know, it's just really cool, because there's, like, a a single-player storyline you can go through yourself, and, you know, you're gradually leveling up your characters, you buy new equipment for them, you can buy different outfits, and, you know, as you level up, you get more powerful, and you can do different, different, um, you know, superpowers and things like that. But there's also, like, a player versus player component, too, where, um, like, some of the single-player stuff you acquire will transfer over to the player versus player. So So you can, like, 
um, really build up a, a, a super strong team, equip them well, and then go out and try to fight other people's teams that they've put together. And, I don't know, I'm just having a blast with it. One annoying thing is, right now, like, um, Human Torch and Doctor Strange, for some reason, are, like, so, like, overly powerful. Like, it's not even funny. So, like, every time every time you go into, like, a player versus player, you almost always see those two guys. And there's just no way to compete against them. Like, you even look at Doctor Strange, and, like, he casts, like, like half a dozen, like, spells. And it's just, like, impossible to stop them. So I'm a little annoyed with player versus player right now. But other than that, it's been like a really fun game. And like I said, you can play for free. You just won't advance as quickly. But, you know, for something that's free and just kind of a casual game, I'd call it, it's it's a really good time. Can you play as Swordsman? Uh, no, Swordsman's not in it. But Lame. They, do, <laughs> they do add characters all the time. And, like, there are some weird ones, like um, Magic's in there, which, you know... And she's not a real popular character, but she's in there. Valkyrie's in there. I'm kind of scrolling through looking for him right now. Hellcat. Um, what? Hellcat? No. Tigra, Lame. though. <laughs> Tigra's in there. And oh, it's, Tigra deserves to be in there. Like, strangely enough, too, like, um, to buy a new team member, you have to have command points, and you can earn those in-game. But, like, most people are, like, 15 command points. But Tigra, for some reason, is, like, 90 which is like Jeez. like one of the highest priced characters, so I don't know if she's super good or what, but she's up there. So basically, what you're telling us is if you see the Crimson Bands of Sidorak or Nova Flame, you better get, better get ready to bend over. Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> Nova Flame is a power up um, that Johnny has in the game, and the reason it's so badass is because like it allows you to regenerate your own health, and uh-huh. like it lasts for like three rounds. And no one else can, like, do that that I know of so far. Like, the only way to heal your guys right now is for your agent to be alive. And, like, on your move, you can grab a health pack and apply it to them. But with if you do the, the Nova Flame, um, and, like, anytime someone attacks you with, like, a flame-based weapon, it'll ignite Nova Flame. So it's just, like, you're always, like, regenerating your health on the Human Torch. And he's almost impossible to stop once he's done, once he's done that. I'm, I'm kind of shocked that Wolverine's not, like, the best guy to play in the entire game yeah deadpool's on there and he's you know he has some funny stuff like um i don't know during different um like attacks like if he gets hit he'll whip out a computer and like type dislike on facebook and stuff things like that so (laughs) there's there's some cutesy stuff like that that's in there that's pretty cool yeah um i guess i'll I'll go ahead and go um I, i guess i've got a couple things since been, it's been a few weeks since we've actually recorded. Um, you know, this will be slightly delayed, but I've actually finished editing my uh, History of Comics on Film Challenge of the Super Friends episode. So, uh, you know, Brian actually helped me out doing uh, doing some of the background music for that. So I just wanted to say thanks for that. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much done being edited. And, you know, by the time you hear this, it, it should have been updated months ago, you know, or whatever. But I know a lot of people were waiting for, like, new episodes and stuff. I've been waiting forever. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so you should you should have some new episodes pretty soon, um, you know, once I upload them all and stuff like that. Um, also, um, I uh, I found a couple new anime that I just wanted to uh, recommend. I've only seen the first episode, but, um, I you know, I was doing my... Uh, whatever you want to call it, my monthly browse of uh, DVD aficionado, which now goes by 
film aficionado because I guess you know it catalogs Blu-rays as well as DVDs or whatever. So they did a name change. But uh, I usually, you know, I go through like you know the upcoming releases, you know, just to see if there's stuff I missed. Like you know, now I know that uh, the Inhumans um, motion comic book is going to be released sometime in April or whatever, and I didn't know that. Um, but, you know, I, I kind of go through and go, hey, this looks interesting or what have you. And so I came across a couple uh, anime series, like some on DVD and some on Blu-ray. And uh, interestingly enough, you, you can watch them for free on Hulu, um, albeit they're subtitled. So I, I would kind of like to watch some of these with the English dub as well and see how that is. So I, I may end up picking up some of these on Blu-ray or DVD. But I watched the first episodes of, uh, there's a, a series released by Funimation called Toriko, um, which is, uh, I guess it, it's, it, they describe it as like from the people that brought you like Dragon Ball Z and One Piece, I guess because it's Funimation. But um, anyway, um, the, the main gist of it is it, it's kind of funny. It's like it, it appears to be like a fighting anime, but the twist is that um, he's like a gourmet food hunter. So imagine this guy who looks like uh, Kinshiro from Fist of the North Star. But he runs around and beats the shit out of all these, like, crazy... It's, it's, like, basically, like, you know the scene in Dragon Ball Z where, like, Goku or Gohan or somebody, like, beats the hell out of a dinosaur and eats it the next minute or beats the hell out of a fish or whatever? <laughs> like, apparently the whole series is about that. And so <laughs> this guy, Toriko or whatever, he's the, the big game hunter. And so this little kid accompanies him because he's going to be the greatest chef ever. And he wants to, you know, witness his uh, his food before he cooks it or whatever. And, you know, it's like all this kind of funny stuff, I think. And uh, I was kind of amused by it. And, and I think it could be pretty entertaining. It may end up being one of those series where it's like, you know, 300 billion episodes and I'll lose track of it. But I watched the first episode subtitled. I was I was pretty amused by it and I enjoyed it. And it doesn't have too much blue cupcake, you know, uh, you know, kind of, uh, you know, perfect blue, you know, like, uh, you know, serial experiment lane weird shit in it. It's kind of straightforward. It's like this is a dude, you know, it's like, oh, you know, he's going to hunt the the Gerogator, or whatever it is. It's this big, huge, like, 500-year-old crocodile, or whatever, you know, and basically, he, you know, fights them and kicks the shit out of it, and they eat it, you know, and I'm just like, okay, this makes sense, and it's pretty cool. Um, there was uh, another series that I guess this one's going to be released on Blu-ray, and it's called Tiger and Bunny, um, and this is basically, like, imagine, like, a whole series about um, superheroes, but they're like on a television show, kind of like New Warriors, kind of like American Idol, where they're all competing against one another, but they're real. You know, it's not like the Stanley superhero show where people are like just making shit up. Like they're all like really real superheroes, but they just happen to be filming them on TV and putting them in competition with one another. But it looks like uh, it's kind of like this old, tired, washed-up superhero guy, and uh, and he ends up getting like this upgrade where he gets a suit of armor and everything. So it's kind of like imagine like there's like twelve booster golds on a reality TV show in Japan, or at least you know <laughs> they're talking Japanese or whatever. So it's like you, you look at his costume and he's got this mech suit, and like one of the advertisers is like SH Figure Arts, so that's like on his shoulder, and like you know there's all these different like clear, you know, booster gold type, like, I just, you know, sold 
a bunch of stuff to a sponsor. Or like that scene where like Johnny Storm in the Fantastic Four movie like has like their new Fantastic Four outfits where they look like a race car driver with like all these different you know sponsors on their on their getup and stuff like that. And so uh, I, I guess what's funny is um, since this guy's a little older, he's not like the as popular superhero or whatever. And so they pair him up with this younger quote unquote hipper superhero. So it kind of reminds me of me and you guys. Cause uh, you know, I know I'm the old geezer and you guys are the young guys. So I was like watching the show and like by the end of it, the guy's like, Oh, what are you doing? Oji san. And I guess Oji san is like old man or whatever, you know, that kind of thing. And like, he doesn't realize like when he, when he gets old, he's going to have a new partner to work with. You know, because being a superhero is kind of his job. You know, he, he basically thinks it's this other guy. And he's like, oh, yeah, you and me, we're teamed up. And the guy's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then the new guy rolls up in his kind of compatible, you know, suit of armor with all this advertisements on it and everything. And he opens up his mask and he's just kind of like, you? You know, and he's kind of like, yeah, well, it's me, old man. Like, let's go kick this thing's ass, you know. And he's like, old man, like, I'm only like 30, you know, like, what are you talking about? You know, but anyway. Um, so I, I thought those were both pretty, you know, as far as like first episodes go, like I, I thought they both kicked off to a really good start. I think uh, tiger and bunny is only like a 26 episode series, or at least for the first season or whatever, what have you. So I don't think that's as big an investment, but I think this other series, the one about the gourmet food hunter or whatever, like, I think that's going to be like one of those bleach one piece DVD deals where it probably will be on for a really long time. Um, but yeah, I, I think, uh, I think I may very well pick them up on DVD just to see what they do with like English dubs and stuff like that. But anyway, those are my, uh, my two awesome things for the week. And I think, uh, we have, uh, Justin remaining on tap for what is awesome in his world this week. So let us have it, man. What is, what is the awesome thing in your world this week, Justin? I have two awesome things. I watched, uh, two movies I thought were really great. Um, I watched Lincoln. And I thought it was really great. I thought uh, Daniel Day-Lewis did a really, really great job as Lincoln. Um, it's a really great movie, too. It's like um, if you like John Adams, the miniseries that we discussed a few episodes back, if you enjoy that, then you'll enjoy Lincoln. But like, just so people out there like don't like get like confused or anything, it's like they may show like a battle scene in the trailer or whatever, but there's like – there's no like cutaways to the Civil War battles or anything because I know I read a few comments online where people are like, "What? There was no action in this. It was all talking. Like it, it is pretty much just talking. It's like they're trying to get the Emancipation Proclamation passed, and it is just mostly like dialogue and you know meetings and people talking and you know wheeling and dealing and all this stuff. But it's like it's really interesting. It's kind of like I mean it's like two and a half hours of just you know. People in rooms talking and uh, yelling at each other, but it's like you get really kind of drawn into it. I mean, even though you know that the bill gets passed, you're like, oh man, is it going to get passed? I don't know. <laughs> like, that's kind of how I felt. Justin, how many vampires does Abraham Lincoln slay in? It? <laughs> Zero. Is it, is it, oh, good. So, so you mean a historically accurate amount? Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> um, the other movie I watched was uh, Django Unchained, which I also thought was really great. I'll put it this way. Like, I really love Kill Bill Part 1. Like, that's one of my favorite uh, Tarantino movies. And, like, I think Django Unchained is, like, edges it out as my favorite just a little bit. It's, like, it's it's just a really great movie. It's, it's got, you know, it's just basic, you know, 
Tarantino-isms and stuff, but it's like set, you know, it's, it's a spaghetti western pretty much. And there's like there's like a lot of, you know, usual hilarious Tarantino stuff in it. It's, it's a really great film. Like, I really loved it. Yeah, I enjoyed it too. I saw it as well. My finally feathered physique will finish you off quickly, let ahead. Yours is a very dumb name. Better leatherhead than a featherhead. So, you know, let us know uh, how we did on the episode, if there's some turtle stuff, you know, some comics you didn't mention that you think really cool, or, you know, if there's if there's things that you agree with or disagree with, you know. And, you know, tell us if you if you love the NES game, like Brian, or if you thought, like us, uh, me and uh, Mike, you know, that, that it was false advertising, you know, you know let us know. <laughs> Um, you know, all that good stuff. Um, we've got Twitter, Facebook, uh, you know, the Gmail, we've got, uh, uh, Tumblr, you know, all kinds of stuff. So, so. Whatever that is. Any way you want to get in contact with us, you know, let us know. And, uh, and, uh, yeah. So I guess that's the show, man. Um, thanks for listening. And, uh, we will, uh, see you, uh, on the flip side next week or, or two weeks or whenever this, uh, you know, yeah. Exactly. Man holes forever. <laughs> Tonight I dine on turtle soup. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad no one said Gungula because I would have went to your house and killed you. <laughs> Too late. Well, first, first you would have had to given me an origin for Gungula because <laughs> I wouldn't I, have known like, what it meant. Uh, I looked through my people. I'm not letting you in the door until you tell me what the origin to Gungula is. Mike, remember when we met as kids and I tried to teach you karate, but you didn't know it was me. No, I don't remember that actually. <laughs> well, that was me. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs>